Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Pardon? What are you looking for in a man now to wear this cloak? I'm not looking for a man. fitting to end the last episode of the year and the decade with a quote from the baddest bitch in the entire planet, Rihanna. She said that in 2014, and that is the energy that I am trying to harness and take with me into 2020. I don't need a man. I don't need a man in the proverbial sense. The only man that I need is Joe from you. Yes, he's a psychopath, but I'm extremely into Penn Badgley and his chiseled jaw and his deep voice and his thick hair. And honestly, get you a man that cares as much as Joe does. <laughs> that being said, you guys, I have a great episode. Um, uh, we have the lovely Megan O'Donnell of Bravo Happy Hour. We're talking about all the things that we want to get rid of um, from this decade and the things that we're going to keep. And I have Princess Jones Curtis. I say it wrong every time, but I did it right this time. Um, she is from Spelling Tea Podcast and by Pumpkin. Um, I was actually on the episode uh, last week. Uh, we talk about the infamous Flavor of Love episode in which um, Pumpkin spits on New York. So you have to check that out. Um, yeah, we talk about a lot of things. It was really kind of like a mixed bag of like 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup, Married at First Sight, Vanderpump Rules. We just we just have a random conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy it and I will catch you at the end. Bye. Hello, everybody. It is my belief that there are there is a trifecta of three relationship based reality shows that everybody needs to be watching. 
One of them is Love After Lockup, the other, obviously, 90 Day Fiance, and the third, I think least popular, but still strong, Married at First Sight. Um, With me to talk about this incredible show is one Princess Jones Curtis. I said that correctly. Hi, Princess. You did. (laughs) I was like, oh, is she going to get it right? She's trying. Look at her. (laughs) I can't see you, but there was a bead of sweat going down your forehead. You were like, is this this girl's name? Focus, focus. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kara, for having me. I've wanted to be on your podcast for so long. I think on your old podcast, I sent in like a voice note threatening you at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never made it happen, which is crazy. But here we are today, and I'm glad to see you. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. I have to pause for just one second because I think I left the freezer door open. <laughs> <laughs> One second. <laughs> uh, are you like getting ice cream? Like what's happening? <laughs> no, I'm in the kitchen. I what was I getting? I don't even remember. I think I was just looking in there because I was bored, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you look at the freezer. No, I was gonna eat lunch and then I decided not to, and I just decided to have like a water and a some chocolate bullshit that I found that's like gluten-free, vegan, whatever. So uh, that doesn't that sound like good a chocolate. That sounds like bullshit. It, I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was. <laughs> um, well, princess. Hi. Oh. I have some quick fire questions for you. Okay. Uh-oh. Get into all of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, they're harmless. They're harmless. Okay. So since I did, well, the first one's harmless. I did just speak about the triumvirate of Married at First Sight, Love After Lockup, or 90 Day Fiance. If you were not married in your life, your relationship, you know, situation was going a, a different way, and you decided to turn to the television, which show would you go on? None of those. I would never go on TV. Pick one, princess. <laughs> if I had to pick one, gosh, I know so many pre- people in prison. It would be so easy for me to get on Love After Lockup. Um, everyone I know has done a little bit of time. But... <laughs> I guess I would do 90 Day Fiance because I love to travel a little bit more. So <laughs> I guess that's what I do. But what I wouldn't do is try to find someone in one of those countries that have like restrictive um, customs about women and then like go there with all my tattoos and my short shorts and be like, what? What do you mean? I didn't. <laughs> Why are you mad at me? Like, we already fucking talked about this, bitch. You can't wear that here. You can't do that here. Like, we can't get married because my parents don't believe in children. So we have to. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the alternate title to 90 Day Fiance is Why Didn't You Google This Before You Left? Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's amazing to me. Like, we're seeing now, only now, however many iterations of 90 Day Fiance, the only people that seem to have done their research are Max and Cece, who are two children, and they're the only people who have who seem to have gone on Google to like research what Brazil is like, what yeah. Brazilian customs are, you know, how they do things around there. The only people that have done any research are a nine and six year old. Mm. You know it's what also amazing. kills me about the show is how the men of the show, or even I'll say whoever the American is, always is like, I'm wondering if that person is coming here to have a better life. Yeah. Why would they come here to have a worse life? Why would they leave <laughs> where they know? To have a worse life. You right. have, to have a better life. If you're a rich person or you told them you're a rich person, what's the one's name with the dirty ponytail? What's his name? <laughs> dirty ponytail. You this know, one... you know he's got some lint in his ponytail? 
<laughs> from this season? Yeah. He's got that ponytail. He's a black dude in Florida, and Annie is his... Oh, oh Robert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Robert, yes. I don't know. He's always like, Annie, you know, she's a gold digger. She wants too much. She wants... But what the fuck did you say to her? Thank like, you. you must have mentioned... He definitely told you, he definitely repeatedly told her, like, I'm going to take care of you. You're not going to have to worry about anything, this and that. And, like, finally we get a preview. I mean, the episode will come out by now. But where his sister comes and is like, you realize he's poor, right? And <laughs> She's stupid. Annie's stupid. Like, when she got off the fucking, when she got to his house and he was like, I'm not ready to get him, my son a bed yet. Dude, I was just saying, Ikea beds, like are so cheap. You can get a bed so, for $39 at Walmart, a kid's bed. Like, he doesn't have $40, babe. He doesn't have $40 to get this kid a bed. So what does that tell you? Exactly. I don't know. But they're all it's like... Let's go into like a two-year supply of ramen noodles for him and Bryson. So, mm, you know, I he's selling her, he sold her a dream. And uh, people don't like Annie, but... It frustrates me because I know that she was repeatedly lied to. Like, mm-hmm. if he couldn't tell her that he had, like, five children until, like, she was basically had no choice but to come up here, like, then, you know, what else was she being told? Yeah. And I worry about Bryson because I want to know what he's going to do when he sees his grandma's porn for the first time. Like, I mean, we're like 18 months out from that happening. Yeah. I mean, he's going to see it. He's going to be trying to get free porn on Pornhub. And he's going to, it's, it's her, her screen name is Bryson's grandma or something like that. And it's going to be like, <laughs> and he's going to be like, this is not what I was looking for. <laughs> and she seems to, I mean, I haven't looked into it, but it seems like she's been in the game for a long time. So there's got to be a lot of stuff out there. I would assume because who the fuck starts doing porn at 50? Right. Like, this is a young woman's game, and she just happened to still be in it. No one's like, oh, you know, now that my career at Farm Fresh is over, I'm ready to start porn. Right. (laughs) I've I've abandoned my days as a nurse, and I'm going straight to it. Um, Yeah, that's... Wow. People are saying that they think this season is boring, but I'm loving every minute of it. It's boring. I think we've gotten... All three of those shows that you just talked about, I think that that the concept is wild at first and then once you've watched three seasons of it in the case of 90 Day Fiance 11 billion seasons because they do before the 90 days, after the 90 days uh, I don't know, minutes. all that kind of shit yeah, 90 Day Electric so, Boogaloo yeah. yeah, 90 Day Electric Boogaloo so they do all of that and you're, the, we're, the concept isn't fresh anymore and so when people come on screen we're like okay we know who this is we know that's an old guy with a really young girl who somehow he doesn't want to give her any money he like I'm sorry I forgot his name I just know the kids names um, but uh, the one from Brazil where he's basically like if we I'm, we're gonna get married and if we break up you get nothing and I'm just like the bitch won't even have a plane ticket back to Brazil like she's supposed to leave the house with her drawers and that's it like that's not even humane like who would right. do that it, it's this is crazy. like Todd and Candy's prenup where where <laughs> Candy slid him that fucking prenup and it said if they get they break up or she dies he's got to be out of the house in two days <laughs> get his shit go like this is incredibly crazy and he's acting like what do you mean what do you mean 
Like, and give her a fucking every settlement. Time, every time she tries to stand up for herself or talk about being, like, financially independent, he looks like he just smelled a corpse. Like, he's so disgusted at the thought of her being, like, independent of him financially that, like, he can't even hide the fact that it bothers him. Because he knows. Like, men like that like us to believe that young, hot women want them, which is the opposite of the fucking truth. There is nothing, like, you have nothing in common with her. You, I don't know why you think you put the dick game down so good that she is that she's willing to come over. That's not true. That girl's had good dick. Look at her. She's had good dick. Right. The reason she's coming over here is because you guys have had a um, relationship, a long distance relationship, and you have promised that she is going to have a better life. And she's got family members that probably are depending on her. And so you aren't disgusting. You aren't. She she reasonably expects you not to beat her, and she reasonably expects you to take care of her. And now that she's over here, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you're hot and young and coming from thousands and thousands of miles away, but you want me to pay for things? What? I thought you were in love with me. Like, that's a stupid, it's stupid. (laughs) Like, forget the fact that I paid thousands of dollars to have you come here, filling out applications, knowing damn well that you're not going to be able to work. For several months until we get married, until after we get married. Like, what, where's the shop here? What's she going to do for work? Model. Annie? I have no idea. <laughs> the models, like, Chi Chi and Bella are doing it, okay? <laughs> I'm but just Juliana could get a really cute, like, forever, well, not forever 21, but she could get, like, a really cute, like, I don't know. She could be in an Old Navy ad for sure. She could be in a mall display for Christmas or some shit, local shit. Where do they live anyway? Connecticut. They live in Greenwich, Connecticut. All right, so great. They live in Greenwich. It's very close to New York. But do you think he's going to let her go to New York? He needs to. But of course it's like he's going to because she's, I mean, she's just one of those people that like, wow. Like who, how do you look like that? how do you look like that he's gonna be like he's gonna be like no you have to stay here and take care of these kids you're not allowed to mother that's what he's gonna they're like don't be their mother but do be here and do take care of them fernanda remember fernanda fernanda was the hottest person i've ever seen in my fucking life that girl when the trailer came through for her season i just tweeted fernanda and like 80 exclamation points she later found it and liked it which made her less cute to me because she's thirsty. But <laughs> that girl is so hot. You seen her modeling anything lately? No, of course not. No, and neither is this chick. She's not going to model anything either. The She's come over to be a trophy wife, which is a respectable profession. Now, let her fill out her fucking W-2 and g- give her her fucking settlement. Like, get out of here. Like, I have admitted... Ashamedly, that like I am very attracted to Michael, even though I know that he's disgusting. Like I know he's a horrific person, but like that's just how my body's made up. But yeah, I, I remember you saying that, and I was disappointed in you, Kara. I was very I disappointed know. in you. It's like you told me you were attracted to Jax. I was like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Unfortunately, I'm I have I have the uh yeah. Oof, no, I I can't. Jax doesn't do it for me, and he never has. Um. Either. But 
I think in terms of like sugar daddies, she's done pretty well. Like he's relatively young still and he's not like a total ogre. The kids are cute and they're fun. And apparently on her Instagram, she's like, she spends all her time with them and they're like a part of her life. They, I mean like a big sister type, but they're like around all the time. And she's like, yeah. you know, hanging out with them. I um, seem to like her. I mean, she, she did not to say that she did well, but like just in terms of like that sort of relationship, she did pretty good. Yeah, she didn't do too bad. The only problem is the prenup. And I really like every reality show I'm watching these days has something has like a prenup problem on it. And I'm just like, guys, go to a lawyer, make a fair document and fucking sign it and move on. There's no way he's gonna let you marry him without that prenup. And also there's no way she's gonna sign that prenup that says that when she leaves, you give her a bus pass and she just gets her little suitcase and gets on the bus. It's not how it works. Oh, but here what I, here's what I heard. What? That, okay, so eventually he, last episode, he tells her that he doesn't want to have the prenup, but Connecticut's not like one of those <clears throat> states where you get 50-50. Mm. Like there's no determination. So like if she, if they break up, it's probably, it's, probably more advantageous to him for them to not get a prenup than if they did because now sure. there's nothing is set in place. Sure, because like if they're going to break up, they're going to break up in like 5 years, which is not something that they, you know, when they're doing settlements and stuff in court, they're going to be like 5 years, here's a couple bucks, babe. But right. you have to really get into your 10 and 20 year marks before they're like, "Okay, well you get half of this stuff." So yeah. he it is advantageous. Um I feel bad for her. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, why does she suddenly not be able to speak English as soon as they start talking about the fucking prenup? But I right. do feel bad for her because I'm like, so he's got lawyers, he's got experience, he's got the ex-wife all giving him advice. Who's mm -hmm. giving her advice? Who's saying, okay, this is what, ask for this and hope you settle here. Like, who's giving her advice? Well, exactly. Because, like, you have to think about people who live in America, who have, you know, parents that are middle class, who have no financial literacy whatsoever. Like, she is a girl from a dirt poor area of the world. Like, she probably doesn't know anything about saving money. And, like, or, like, what costs what, you know? like Or what to do when you have a little bit of money. Like, yeah. she's How like a lottery winner. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I I can understand that, like being feeling overwhelmed by, by that situation sure and you got this ex-wife hanging around we're all best friends but he, he obviously doesn't want to fuck her so basically he just wants to be in a relationship in a friend relationship with the wife the ex-wife but then come home and bang you out and then leave to go the chilies with the ex-wife while you guys watched while you watch the kids like it's it's strange and i bet you none of this translated when they're like talking over skype and shit none of this sure yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, she didn't anticipate Sarah showing up being like, oh, I brought dog food over for the dogs, you know, like, yeah, just, that's like intimate stuff. Yeah, it's really because that's their dogs. Like, she's still sharing dogs. I just yeah. feel like for me, if I was on this show, one, I'd obviously do research. Two, I try to find like, if the answer is no in America, the answer still no overseas. So if you have parents that couldn't that like, would hate my children that I still can't date you. If you don't have the same religion as I am and like that's a big problem for you, I can't date you. Like that's, it feels like they were like, well, they're overseas so we can ignore all the red signs. Uh, and that's why we're not seeing like super successful people on this show. 
You know, right. I, I wasn't watching this show at first. Um, I got in like seasons in because one day um, in the old EBP uh, Facebook, rest in peace, I saw there was a picture of a white woman and a white man and a black baby. And I said, oh, who's yes. this people with a black baby? And everyone was like, oh, princess. And I was like, what? And they're like, they are claiming that baby is theirs. And, and I was like, oh, no, that's a black baby. Like, why? <laughs> baby's cute. That's a black baby. Like, yeah. someone's lying. Did they, like, steal it? Like, what's happening? They're like, and everyone poured out the story to me. And I was like, well, obviously, these people are lying. And then they forced me to watch the show. And the same thing with Love After Lockup. I watched, I was minding my business and every and there was nothing to watch and everyone was like princess you gotta watch love after lock up lock up and so i was doing some client work and i had it on my computer in the background and i forget his name but the one married to the redhead in in florida or didn't get married to the redhead in florida and he was like hey baby i'm getting a cadillac and all this other stuff and i was like "Mm." So this is an interracial marriage. And then I glanced at the screen and it was a white man. And I said, what the fuck is this? Like, I am, Kara, I am so good at picking out white people on a phone. My mom used to have me do it all the time when I was like four years old. I would answer the phone and just before call ID because I'm old. And I would be like, hello. And the person would say, hi, is uh, your mom there? And she would look at me to tell me whether, and I'd give her a thumbs up if it was a black person, a thumbs down if it was a white person. Because normally... <laughs> We didn't want to talk to the white people because it was a bill collector. So I've been doing this for a long fucking time. And the fact that he tricked me was like, okay, I got to watch this fucking show. I got to watch this fucking show. And so these little things, and the same thing with Married After um, uh, Married at First Sight. I didn't want to watch it at first because when it first came out, it was during a time when we were still debating uh, marriage for all. Like, Mm And I was like, this show, like, here we are, people getting married for fucking fun on fucking TV. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. There are people out here who still can't get married, and and they have to watch these people like, oh, I'm marrying a stranger for love, and and you've been someone's partner for 25 fucking years, and it can't be recognized legally as a marriage. And so I was like, I'm not gonna watch it. And then one day I didn't have anything to watch, and I'm a fucking hypocrite. So I fucking watched it, and I was like. I'm into this. I don't know why, but I'm into this. So let's talk about the premise for those of you who don't know. Um, it's on, what is it, on Wii? No, it's on Lifetime. Lifetime, it's on Lifetime. Okay. Um, so basically the premise is, is exactly what it sounds like. People do not meet. They get, they go through this process. Every season they go to a different city, usually like a pretty major-ish city, and they'll pull a bunch of people who are interested in, get, interested in getting married. They make them go through these, like, you know, quote-unquote rigorous, like, personality tests and blah, blah, blah. So they basically have, like, these team of experts who find an increasingly growing number of couples. This season coming up, there are, there are five couples. So it used to be, like, three. And I didn't start it at the beginning either. I'm only, like, maybe, like, four or five seasons in. I went back um, and watched all the seasons, though, and it is very interesting to see what this show used to be like. Okay. Is it kind of like the first season of 90 Day Fiance, where it was like a real different vibe? Yeah, and they also didn't take people from the same city, which was a big fucking mistake, because oh. I remember this one season 
I can't remember which number, but there was a woman who lived in Manhattan and a man who lived in New Jersey. And the woman said all through the fucking thing, she said, I own my apartment in Manhattan. I am willing to live in Manhattan in this fucking apartment. She said that from the the casting episode. And at Mm -hmm. the end, and he didn't like living there because he had like a fucking house in New Jersey, not an apartment. And he was like, this is so much bigger. We could just live here. And she's like, sure, if you can get that house to come over here in Manhattan because I'm not moving to New Jersey. And so on the last episode, you know, all the experts are there and the and they are yelling at her and telling her she was not open to love. She ain't going to find no love. And this is her fault. And I'm like, why are you fucking mad at her? She told you Manhattan is where she going to be living. And you guys got her a dude in New Jersey and you shouldn't have, or you shouldn't have had her on the fucking show. And they're just like being like, well, you're going to die alone. Like Dr. Pepper was like, you're going to fucking die alone (laughs) if you do not, if you're not willing to move to New Jersey. And she was like, then bitch, let me die alone. Cause I'm not. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's the majority of Manhattanites. You know, like if, if you go on the dating app, not that I've been on apps in years, but it's like, once you find out somebody lives in New Jersey, it's like, oh, well forget it. Like I'm not going over there. It was the same when I lived in Chicago. Not that I've been married for fucking 12 years as of yesterday. So I was not on the apps, oh, but congratulations. Well, thanks. My mom was like, oh, didn't think this was going to last. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. She's like, because of you, because you just like get your shit and leave. You don't give a fuck. And I was like, you're absolutely right. I'm still here. So something must be going on. But <laughs> in Chicago, I'd be on like Craigslist and someone would be like, yeah, um, you can pick this up in Chicago. And then they name a town in Indiana. And I'd be like, bitch, that is not Chicago. That is. <laughs> and the same thing in, when I lived in New York, people would be like, yeah, it's just over here. You just got to, you know, um, take the train, the Jersey transit train. I'd be like, that is not, I'm not going. Like, nope. it's so fucking far. People don't realize how fucking far it is. Yeah, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth oh. taking the path. Okay. So, so, okay. So, people, they, basically, they tell the people that they're going, that they, like, have found their match, and they do not meet their partner until they're at the aisle. They're walking down the aisle. Um, so, then they have, what is it, like, 60 days to be together, and they go through different things, like, living together, doing, like, different activities, their honeymoon, yada, 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 to, like, figure out, is this going to work? Is it not? They actually legally get married, and at the end of that, like, time period, they make a decision if they want to stay married or if they want to get a divorce. Um, Well, one of the things that's also new is they used to have them move into each other's apartment. Now they get a place for them to move in together, like a, a corporate apartment. And also they also have them interact with each other more. Like they go to honeymoon at the same time. They make them have like play dates and stuff. The men go do go out and the women go out, things like that. And I think it's because before they would have people in their lives do it. And it was so hard because the, because, you know, like, your grandma doesn't want to fucking be on a reality TV show. And she's not asking the right questions. And right. it's hard to get her, like... So they've done more integration of the couples. And they've done more, like, putting them in situations as opposed to, like, watching them integrate together. Yes. And I I do like the integration of the cast members. I um, just because the show can be a little bit boring at times, so it does make things interesting. But I don't like. I think to make it more real, like you 
guys really have to like move into a place that's one of yours. Yes. Because, because it feels so, like a vacation, right? Yeah, we're like we're gonna give you an apartment. Like last season, they were in. Oh my gosh, what season? What city were they in last season? Um, Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Um, and they all gave them apartments within this apartment building, and so they like could all hang out and like I guess make it easier for filming and production. I'm sure, but it doesn't make it really real if you're just like, oh, I'm just in this like generic apartment for two months down the hall or someone doing the exact same thing part of the appeal of well not the appeal but on 90 day fiance one of the things they make people and and on love after lock is they make people go into a situation and tell people what they're doing so people can go what like they don't do this on on married at first sight which is i understand why you don't want to do that setup but still like normally you wouldn't have a ton of people around you that are like yeah yeah you get married to somebody you don't know that sounds like a thing that's not how it works (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like if I had to pick out of the shows, I think Married at First Sight would be the one that I would pick to be on. Because I think. Interesting. Because, (laughs) Kara, I guess, I don't know. I figure I looked at you at a love after lockup because it's the only one where you don't have to get married. Because, from my understanding, you ain't out here trying to be roommates with nobody. So. I just thought you would like enjoy some, I think you would like to enjoy some time, but not have to actually make this shit legal and 90 day fiance. You got to make it legal and married first sight. You have to make it legal. But like princess, what am I going to do with an inmate? I don't know. Feed them oodles and noodles. Cause that's what they're used to having. <laughs> I do love ramen. That's true. Um, I, I don't think I could vibe with an inmate. I just don't know. What if they were in prison for something like really cool, like, like what? What's really cool? Assassinating Trump. Okay, well that's tight. <laughs> but that's like that's like a whole different life and mindset that comes before. Like I feel like most of the people that you see on Love After Lockup have been like institutionalized. Like they've been in and out of the system. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they always got drug problems, which. I'm I'm not trying to like shit on anybody out there who's got an addiction problem is trying to work on it. I'm just saying that like your first 90 days out of prison working on your addiction problem is not the time to be trying to get married to somebody. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's really hard. And, uh, and then suddenly something gets missing and they're like, why are you looking at me? And you're like, why we got to play these games? Okay. <laughs> you're still wearing your orange jumpsuit and you're scratching your arms. We know, <laughs> you know why I'm looking at you. Please find my wallet. (laughs) Bring it back. I won't let you. I won't get you in trouble. Just bring it back. I'm going to bath real quick. I'm going to take a shower. When I come out, my wallet's going to be back here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to ask any fucking questions. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Well, Um, why marriage at first sight? Why do you think, like, you would do... Well, do you think you would even do well on the show? No, it would be a disaster. (laughs) But I think that... um, I think... I think it just takes less of the onus is on, on me. Like, I don't... The, like, if it fails, it's not, like, totally my fault, you know? Because <laughs> like, you didn't pick the person, no one expected this shit to go down anyway. Right. Right. Um, plus, I think it would be kind of fun to, like, get to know somebody like that. What if... What if it was, like... I'm sorry, I've forgotten the names. 
but the dude from last season that was like gaslighting that that redheaded chick and was like oh my gosh elizabeth and um oh my god what is his and name that's like joke or something it was something stupid and so <laughs> he like the thing is like jamie obviously, jamie yeah obviously i didn't like that girl elizabeth was super annoying she was spastic she was a drama queen everything was on a level fucking 10 for no reason and i would not want to be around her but there were so many people that could not see that he was winding her up doing little shit and then yeah. wait for the cameras to go and then be like look she's fucking crazy she's crazy yeah. and or imagine being with the, i think his name was matt the one that was obviously struggling with his sexual identity and <laughs> and slept with his wife a couple of times and oh she, the guy that oh yes and she, there was nothing wrong with that girl but he was basically like she's a drunk she's filthy i don't like her <laughs> and he's nothing like, wrong with her aside from the fact that she looked like duffy she looked um, just like Duffy. Your hair was a little. I was like, you can, you could, you could comb that. You could comb that a little bit. And so, <laughs> she was a cute girl, and she seemed like a like a fun person to be around. And they had sex a couple of times. He cried every time, and like <laughs> wouldn't touch her. And basically, like insinuated that like she was just this like drunk slut that like would come in smelling of booze and being like trying to like rape him basically. Yeah. And she would just be like, no, I had half a glass of wine last night and I thought maybe we could cuddle because we're fucking married. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of my big problems with this show. They get people like listen, I remember I also remember a season where there was a dude that really wanted to have sex and the girl uh, she was kind of a bitch, but she didn't want to have sex with him and he was very much like 2 plus 2 equals 4 so now you have to have sex with me and I'm like no, it doesn't have to like she, yeah, you guys can be attractive. You can be married. You can be a little drunk and feeling on each other. And she still does not have to have sex with you. She's not required. So, like, right. I'm definitely, I believe people do not have to have sex with each other. But I do not understand why you go on a show like this not willing to have sex with the person. Because unless you're that virgin from last season who all we talked about was her fucking virginity. Unless... Iris. Yeah. If you would, if you would go to a bar and meet someone... And have a few drinks with them and take them home. I don't understand you would, why you would have sex, wouldn't have sex with somebody you legally married. I don't. I, it's it's so wild. I it, yeah, that was Molly and Jonathan. Jonathan is now engaged to one of the former experts. Um, yeah, they got together after after he got a divorce. But yeah, she was very frigid and very cold with him, and I kind of got it because like he was kind of a douchebag but she also seemed like she loved douchebags so I didn't really understand like why she was being so mean he was absolutely a frat boy type like um I work in finance and I run half marathons and I like to drink beer yeah he's like he was giving me a lot of Staten Island to be honest but like he was giving me a lot of Staten Island. Not that you stayed in Staten Island, but you grew up there and you moved to Manhattan and then you got in finance and you're like pumping iron and shit like that. That's what he was giving me. Well, he's so, a math He's from Boston. Oh my God. 
Boston's the scariest place on earth. Anytime <laughs> they're from fucking Boston, especially a white dude, I'm like, we gotta leave. We gotta right. leave. Anything fucking happen. They don't care. They don't care about they they will kill us. <laughs> they yeah. will kill us as soon as we <laughs> So yeah, it wasn't Boston, you're right. So um but he seemed like just the type she liked to fuck all the time. So I, I was confused, but I still was like, well, she doesn't have to. No, she he definitely was not entitled to her body. But also yeah. like, what's going on, girl? It's like he was so hot. Dude, this is another case of someone being tall, blonde, and skinny, and people just being like, they're really hot. She had the worst skin. And maybe yeah. this situation was exasperating it. I don't know. She also had like a stank face all the time. Girl, I get it. Me too. People always are like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm happy. <laughs> but she had a stank face, a cold attitude, and bad skin. And I was like, you're not as hot as you think you are. So this makes it sound like I'm like, so just fuck it. But that's not what I meant. I just was like, you could just like tone down the attitude just a, a smidge, a smidge. Yeah, like, you don't have to openly cringe when he touches you or, like, looks in your direction. But then also, I feel like she wasn't being totally honest with him and just being like, no, I am attracted to you and I will be attracted to you soon and we are going to be doing these things. And so at some point, you have to be like, well, when? <laughs> like, not I not like... Was, I think it was immature for her. I think that, like, the reason she did, like, an experiment like this is because she was like, oh, I'm going to get, like... I'm ready to be a wife and I'm ready to have a husband. And they gave me this guy that I've been fucking all my twenties. And she thought she was going to get an older guy who was just like more like, I don't know, more settled. And he was just kind of like, I don't know. He remind his attitude remind me of how like Tom Cruise does things. Like how I imagine Tom Cruise is like on vacation. Like, yeah, let's get on the, Zip line, woohoo! Let me see if I can fart in the air, like stuff like that. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like the guy that, like, if you're into like doing like sports, like after school sport, not after school, like after work sports with your company. Like, he's the guy that you would meet like at the bar after, and you think he was cute, and you make out with him, and then you just let it be. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's a softball guy. You you have to love him and let him go, you know release them back into the wild from once they came <laughs> you're I totally right that so here's the thing though the the bombshell from that season was that she was um he was like getting upset about it and feeling like obviously his self-esteem was was taking a hit and uh she was talking to some people at a bar and he got really upset and when they were driving home she like made fun of him and did like a do 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 like impression of him that was uh insensitive but like also people were like this means she's a terrible person i'm like i don't know i mean she been pretty clear she doesn't like touching him like i'm not sure what's new here so then they get to the final and the girl that he's now engaged to the expert he's now engaged to like takes her down and is like I don't like your lies and I don't like this and I don't like that. And I'm like, <laughs> and then six months later they're hanging out and they're engaged and shit. And I'm like, do what happened after the show? Did he just go, thank you for letting that bitch have it for me. And she's like, no problem. I never liked her in the beginning. You're too good for her. And he's like, you want to come over? And she's like, absolutely. I don't know why she wouldn't fuck you. Cause I'll fuck you right now. And then they went over. <laughs> 
is that what happened? That's so weird. And they let her be on one more season too. They she did not stop being on the as soon as she got with him. She was on one more season. It was really strange. It was very strange. But it's like also like is the show so have this does the show have so much integrity that like she has to leave the show because she dated somebody on the cast? Like are, are we really going to be selling the sanctity of Marriott at first sight if she if she's now dating somebody? Exactly, because it's not the same people. But people were like in his Instagram comments saying she needs to get her license taken away. And I was like, yeah, as soon as she got on the show, she had her license taken away because that's inappropriate. Like, not because she was on Married at First Sight. Like, yeah, her license should have been taken away. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, so one of the true demons of the show, like these men keep getting worse, but the worst one, I think was from last season where we had Matt and, gosh, what was her name? Abby. She looked like an Abby. Oh, I know. The one she that was, was like, like really tall basketball player. And she had a twin. Amber, yes. Amber, her name was. And he was like, they filmed her losing her goddamn mind when he didn't come home, which... Don't get me wrong. That's that's a, like a trigger for me. Like you bring your ass back here. But she was yeah, like the benefit to them having those apartments was that they were able to like put some cameras up. Mm-hmm. And so we do see the evolution of her just completely melting down because Matt is a fuck boy through and through. Absolutely. He pretends like he wants to have this like intimate passionate marriage but he's like clearly not into amber amber is like kind of a tomboy kind of girly she's a teacher excessively horny for matt and it's just I mean, like if your all teacher in. Was on tv just being like i just want to get some of that loving i just can't <laughs> wait you know what right. i want to do right now i want to get naked with my husband <laughs> she's like a third grade teacher i would try. could you imagine a first grade teacher? um i drop out of first grade i think they're <laughs> Um, so basically he kind of gaslit her the whole time. Like, of course he got laid because she gave it to him. Um, like the first five minutes of their honeymoon, but, and he, you know, obviously was enjoying that part, but when it came to the real, you know, when they went back to Charlotte, he went into full fuckboy mode and would like leave and not come back. And the first time they like kind of went into on him, but he was just like, I just didn't realize that this was like something that she needed. What to know that you haven't died and that you, you can't just leave the house for two days at a time and then not answer your phone. Yeah. You wouldn't even do that. Like for a roommate, like if a roommate was like, Hey, um, I haven't seen you a couple of days. You okay. You would answer them. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You would not turn your phone off. Um, you would not like walk in and be like, so what? Oh yeah. Yeah. So she went through, like, she was like Brittany Murphy in that movie where she's like, I'll never tell. She was, like, going into, like, like full meltdown. He walks in and is like, sup, uh, my phone was off. No explanation for why. No one turns their phone off, but cool. And uh, they have, like, he says three sentences, and she's like, it's the best talk we've ever had, and we're stronger than ever. And I'm like, girl, girl. <laughs> He didn't even say where he was. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry. I I didn't realize. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, if you don't hit your head on a ceiling fan, um, (laughs) 
drives me crazy. <laughs> I didn't find him hot. I thought he was so hot, but but the thing was, I was like, he's too hot to be on the show. There's something wrong with him. Like, what's oh. wrong with him? If you, if there's someone that you are attracted to on the show, like the one with Duffy and Matt, the the other one where he was struggling with sexuality, I was as soon as everyone was like, oh my god, he is so hot when he showed up at the wedding. I was like, dude, something's wrong with him. Something's really wrong with him. Why isn't he already married if he wants to be married? Because a guy like that can go just get someone at a bar and like, like, there's a reason these people are on the show. Yeah. And that goes for everybody on all those three shows we talked about. There is a reason they're on the show. Something is wrong with them. There is. You're right. You're absolutely right. Like that Um, one last season where the black couple, where um, the girl had like big hair and the guy looked like a turtle and they were like (laughs) they're gonna have sex and they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that and I was like girl they do not even have sexual organs they are smooth down (laughs) that person is he's a virgin like what are you talking about Greg and Deanna yes he never had sex before this there's a reason he's on this show well they're very religious and they want to find the right person well that's what you do you go to reality tv show to find the right person guys you go on reality TV to go on a Price is Right. That's how you do reality TV right. You do not go on reality TV to find someone to stay with forever because production is manipulating you the whole time. They're also like putting you in all these situations that make you think you're in love with this person, even though you've only known them for... By the time they go on their honeymoon, they've known each other for eight hours. Right. And they're like constantly putting them in positions to be like, you're in love, you're in love, you're in love. And the experts are always checking in to be like, so how is this marriage going? You guys are perfect for each other. I know you're perfect for each other. I forgot which season it was, but there was a guy, another big tall guy, who lived with his grandma who had red carpet. And I was like, mm, I know that grandma's house. Yeah, it was a black guy. And the girl was like a real estate agent. And he didn't make a lot of money. He was like still in school. And he yeah. was like, yo, I'm just looking for someone who cooks and cleans and will take care of my kids. And I was like, dude, so you want a housewife and you ain't got no housewife money? Housewives <laughs> are housewives because you take care of them. Like, they can be at home cooking and cleaning and doing and making you little fucking sandwiches and shit because they ain't got to worry about who's going to pay the electricity bill. Right. You ain't got no fucking money. You need to be a housewife. I was so angry at him. His name was Keith. That's what his name was. Keith and Christine, yes. Um... Yeah, and he, like, wanted to have children immediately, even though he was still in school. And was like, oh, I want to have, like, four kids, like, right now. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to carry the fucking kids. And she was like, I make a lot more money than he does. Bitch, I got to go to work. So are you going to carry these kids or what? I just, I cannot stand a man who wants a housewife and cannot support a housewife. I cannot. Yeah. Like, I saw a meme once where it's like, women out here don't cook and clean, take care of their men, like, like they used to, and there was a response that was like, men out here don't don't pay all the bills and and buy you a bunch of shit and, and make you never worry about things financially like they used to. You cannot be on the yeah. drive-thru Taco Bell and expect me to treat you like, you know, you're the, like, you, you got everything handled. You do not. You still need me to work, so then get in here and do these dishes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, my husband's probably like going, is she out there? What is she out there talking about? What is she- <laughs> Um, no, you're totally right. I mean, have there been any couples in recent memory that you actually enjoyed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I always, like, 
So what is what is the pull for the show to you? So I guess I like watching people crash and burn. I guess that's what it is. Because every season, first of all, I don't even start watching until the wedding. Like all the I really believe the show should shorten the shit up. I do not need to see the casting videos. I do not see need to see everyone looking for a dress and then like sending a gift that the producers picked out for you to send. None of that. I want We can sh- cut the like I'm got my at first sight because clips down into like a third I think I actually think the casting and the wedding should be one episode we should start every season with an hour and a half episode and it should be all one episode and we should get through all the couples in that time um so I don't start watching to the honeymoons because that's when it's like matters and you guys will be on Twitter like, Princess, are you watching? I'll be like, no, girl. I'm waiting for them to get married because I don't give a fuck about them going to their mom's house and being like, I'm getting married because <sighs> that's not real to me because if I showed up at my mom's house and was like, listen, two producers and three cameramen are going to be here in 10 minutes and I got to tell you something, she would ask me what I was going to tell her. She would never right. let me just do that and I don't believe any of their moms let them do it either. Like, you can't even come in my house until you tell me what the fuck you're here for. So that's not real to me. The weddings are, they always try to make it seem like somebody's going to back out. No one ever backs out. Like, that's false. Like, like I don't care about that. I want to see them when they get on their honeymoons. And so it could be a little bit shorter. But every season, I start to watch it. And I usually watch it with my husband. And we always go, you think they're going to, they're not going to last. They're not going to last. That guy's going to be fine. That guy's going to be fine. Or those people are going to be fine. And we're always thinking wrong. Yeah, you like the the sport of it, just guessing who might might make it and who won't, which which I enjoy too. Yeah, and I also like the, I love the way they talk about marriage on air. Like I said, I've been married 12 years. um, And I think of marriage as just, one, it's a, it's a business relationship. We have a financial arrangement and an agreement to be partners to each other. But it's, it's, I mean, I personally am also in love with my husband. <laughs> so like it's, it can be rough. It can be dirty. It can be gross. Um, it can be all sorts of things. And I know that it's not fairy tale stuff because I personally don't believe in love at first sight. I don't think it's possible. I think you can't love someone till you know what you're giving up for them. And so like you have to you have to understand that they are a filthy fucking animal that's going to ruin your life before you can agree to love somebody. That first thing where you're cute, I'm cute, our our sexual organs will fit together is not love. That's lust. And right. so I really enjoy letting them talk about marriage most of them have never been married let them talk about marriage and what they think it is then letting it happen and then being like oh shit i gotta figure out like whose microwave we're gonna keep i like my microwave oh shit they wake up at this time i like that part of like people being like on this high and then going right one of my favorite couples, I gotta say, I want to go back to, is uh, Mia and a guy whose name's Tristan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Wait, you have to remind me of them. He was like a goofy, light-skinned dude, and I think they were in Texas. And she got detained on the way to their honeymoon. 
Oh my god, yes, I remember him. He had a big fat face. He looked like a teddy bear in a lot of ways. Yes. Did they so, stick it out? I can't remember. Sorry? Did they stick it out? I can't remember. Oh no, no, no. They broke up. Um, but there was never any like like they would have these like big fights. Like one time he kicked her out of the apartment, out of his apartment, because that was back when they were still like sharing, like living in their actual apartments. So they moved into his and he kicked her out one day and then she got detained for like stalking and, and like credit card fraud from her ex-boyfriend, which she said was fake, but then turned out to be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, well, no, actually, she didn't say it wasn't true. She said these charges will not stick or something like that. She said something very careful that was like, like, basically, I'm not going to jail. But she did not say I didn't do this shit. <laughs> no, so- I think she did. I feel like I remember where she said, like, that it was like a misunderstanding. Right. Which is what people say when they actually did something. Like, if I, like, <laughs> like it was a misunderstanding. Like, I really did want the money from that bank and they wouldn't give it to me. Like, the way she said it was, like, even the coded language she used when she was talking about it, I was like, oh, she definitely did this. What she's trying to say, though, is that, like, like, she's not going to go to jail, though. Like, she's not saying that Right. No, she didn't break into that man's home and lay in his bed naked with with rose petals all over her body. She's not saying that. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, yeah, she she was very strange. Um, and he would just like break up with her for like the littlest reasons and be like, you know what? You're right, Doctor Pepper. I will let her have her keys back. Like, I won't make her sleep in the hallway tonight. <laughs> like, he was. Can we discuss Dr. Pepper, Kara? I would love to. Can we discuss the fact that this is an... I don't, I hesitate to call her elderly, but I would assume she's in her 60s. I would not, like... This is an elderly woman going by doctor and her first name. Her first name is Pepper, not her last name. Right. And she's going by Dr. Pepper because it's cute to her. And so... And she's so, like seven. Can you, can you imagine... Getting into some big fight with this half stranger, okay? Because you've only known them a couple of weeks. And 60 days is not enough time to, to tell whether you want to stay married to somebody, by the way. But, and then Dr. Pepper shows up at your house and is like trying to get in your fucking business. Can you imagine just being like, okay, Dr. Pepper, you're right. <laughs> How did you even reach the, the doorbell, lady? <laughs> <She's> um, so- <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, what's the pastor's name? There's, a, there's an expert that's a reverend. He's a black guy. He's always showing up with basketball references. And I'm not yeah. into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so what else would you change? Because I hate to bring it. Well, you said you're not going to watch the season. But apparently all the episodes are going to be two hours. I always say that. I'll probably watch a few. Like, if I can just, like, binge it, like, on an afternoon when I'm doing laundry and shit, I'll probably watch it. But the other things I would change about it, I'd like some same-sex couples. I don't um, yes. understand why we don't have any. And they're like, well, we don't know any. And I'm like, okay, that's a lie. That's a goddamn lie. Um, I, I like some same-sex couples. I'd like some more interesting couples because they always give us one or two interesting couples. Then they give us a bunch of duds that are really there to get married. I'd like some interesting shit. I'd love, I'd love a crossover. I'd love someone who just got out of prison. 
I love some shit like that. <laughs> I just like, Lifetime is not great at reality TV shows, to be honest. The only thing they do great is Little Women, which is an excellent series. Um, one in which a plot line was that someone was too stinky to be in the fashion show. Like that is <laughs> that is a a real fucking plot line. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if I want to ask all the questions I have or not. It was just too stinky. And there was a fight in which one yelled at another, well, your family says you're autistic. You were in a stroller till you were 11 years old. And, oh. I was just, and we're just yelling these things. No one's, There's no text on the bottom to explain what the fuck they're talking about. They're just yelling <laughs> these things. Um, all those Miss Juicy um, memes, they come from Little Women Atlanta. Okay, guys? Um, I... So besides that series, Lifetime doesn't know about reality TV shows. So I really want them to get, like, maybe a quarter of the people are watching this because they believe in love at first sight and they believe in matchmaking and they believe in all these type of things. And they're just like, I can't wait until my prince comes. Notice I said, I can't wait until my prince comes because there are no, I'm, it's mostly women that think like that. There are no men that are like, I can't wait until my princess comes. So... I know that's a quarter of their audience, but the rest of us are watching for Crash and Burns. We're watching for interesting situations. We're watching for mysteries. That one with Matt and Duffy was a mystery that we were like, what is going on? You <laughs> thought, was it you that thought he was a eunuch? <laughs> that he didn't? <laughs> he may <laughs> as well have been. He wasn't doing anything with it. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, we tweet a lot on about Married at First Sight, but there was somebody in the little tweet group that was like, he does not have genitals, guys. He just doesn't. I think that was Rachel. <laughs> she was like, they're not there. And he's scared to tell her. And the whole time, and then later on when we found out they'd had sex a couple of times, she was like, it was dark. They're, he was using mechanical, like, <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, gosh. He was so, he was the worst. Um, well, how did you feel about Iris the Virgin and her dude? I really felt like Iris has been praised for being a virgin for so many years. And she also gets a lot of good validation from acting like a 12 year old girl, which is what she always act like. Um, mm -hmm. she, she would always be like, Hey man, <laughs> let's go down to the roller rink. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you even talking about? You're, I believe she was in her late twenties and yeah, she was just she was like at least 27, 28. Yeah. She was in there. And I think her, her man was named Keith as well. And Keith, he yeah. was like, like she got to his house and she was angry at him that he had an empty box of condoms. And, and he said the truth. He was like, you're a virgin, not me. Like, and I it was wasn't even empty. Like he, uh, he had like two or three left. And let's say it was like a 10 pack. Like she was like, so you're just like, I, I just can't, I don't understand. Was he just like having sex with people up until the time he got married to me? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, because that's how it works. <laughs> I think they found out they were getting married like three days prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a ten pack. I mean, shit, he could have had that for two years. We don't fucking know. But the fact is, before he met you, he had a sex life, and he used condoms like everybody else does. I just thought it was a lot, and she reminded me of this friend I used to have who was very invested in being a young girl, even though we were in our thirties. And I was just like, I can't like. She was the baby of her family. She was the baby of all situations. And I was just like, girl, you, 
like you're an adult. None of this is cute. Like I, it was like she would like show up with a bonnet on or something. It was real weird. And Iris reminded me a lot of her. Even her mom was like, "You should just have sex with him. Like you are married. You should." Yeah, just she literally have- was like, "Just get in there, girl. Like, what is the problem? Like, this is what you've been waiting for." And I think that virginity is so important to her because I think in her real life, she led with that virginity. Like, she'd be like, hi, my name is Iris, and I'm a virgin. And you'd be like, okay, but what combo do you want? We're at McDonald's. Like, can you just order something? Like, why are you telling you're a virgin? And so I think, like, it was hard for her to let it go. And it was hard for her to just, like, I don't know. It. She seemed like a non-starter. And... I know they go through a number of interviews, psych tests, all that. And I don't understand why people in the interviews didn't go, okay, this woman has no intention of being married to anybody. Like, not that, okay. Being married is not, like, tied to sex. You can, like, not have sex with someone and still be married to them. But a sexual relationship of some sort is part of that partnership. It is. Yeah, and I do think it was a bit unfair to Keith to, like, not to be like, you know, he got stuck with a virgin, but that is a big deal to be like in your late 20s to be entering a, the most serious type of relationship that you can have mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, I'm a virgin. Like, that's something that you really should know beforehand. And, <laughs> and also, I don't think that was fair on the producer's end to put that on him. I'm a virgin who has no intention of having sex with you. So you didn't know this, but today you became celibate. Right. And he's right. like, what? <laughs> I'm okay, and and he was really good about it and that he was, like, trying to make her comfortable and being, and saying, you know, we can take this at your pace and we can do it the way you, you know. But her thing was, like, I am never going to be comfortable with you and I don't care and you just have to wait until, like, our 20th anniversary and then I'll give you a hand job. It was very strange. Yeah, like, she clearly had no intention of having sex with him within the time that they were filming and then it's like, okay, well, when is, I mean, at some point you have to ask, like, well, when is this going to happen? Like, what, what is it going to take to get you to that point? Like, I, I think it was a really poor choice on her end to be on the show because it's like, you don't know. I mean, when you're, when you're going to lose your virginity, like, that's really up to you and the person, the vibe. And it's like putting a lot of pressure on a relationship so much pressure and on the situation when you don't even know if you're gonna like this person yeah and she was so shocked when he didn't want to stay married yeah like she can't even read a fucking room (laughs) yeah i thought he was pretty clear and yeah i mean that really speaks to her naivete that he she was like yeah like she thought that was a done deal yeah, and she was always calling her dad. She was like, Daddy! And I was like, girl, you're a grown woman. I'm not saying you can't call him Daddy, but, like, calm down on this. Like, you're not a child. Also, maybe it's just me that feels this way, but virginity is a construct and it's bullshit. Like, it's just when you start having sex and you should be comfortable and you should be, you should have an experience you enjoy. You should have an experience that's fun for you. But also, like... People should not talk, like, we shouldn't teach people that there's a before and after virginity because if there is, it's a very small one. Like, right. You're still the same person. 
And after you start having sex, you can stop if you want to. Like, it's not like, well, now I busted open and now I have to. That's not how it works. So, and she just had such childish, like, it's like she didn't even have Twitter. It's like she'd never been on Tumblr before. Like, girl, let's get you into some, some Tumblr pages to help you, like, to educate you on sex. Because the truth is, is that this thing you're holding on to is worthless. It does additional worth to it. You, you don't yeah. turn it into the virginity department and get a check. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, the farther away you are from college, the less it matters where you graduated from. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes! <laughs> yes! And nobody wants to show, no one wants to meet you in a bar and you tell mm-hmm. them that you're a virgin because one, it's unnecessary and two, like, why why are you here then? Like go home. <laughs> like go <laughs> like go be on the Duggars. I don't do something like that. You don't come over here. Meanwhile, the other couples on that season, it's all night cams and shit because they're fucking at the wedding. <laughs> and he's sitting there Truly. twiddling his thumbs like shit. Shit. When I get and Keith myself. is a good looking dude. Like that poor thing. Um, yeah, he, got, he, he definitely got laid before he got married. Absolutely. And immediately after. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there was a girl in the car at the reunion that was just like, Keith, when are you coming out? Because we have a hotel reservation where I'm going to, you're going to blow my brains out. Come on! <laughs> so I'm just going to quickly run through. Um, so this new season premieres on the 1st. Um, and it's season 10. So and they're going to... 1st of sorry? January? Yeah, 1st of January. Um, so it'll be season 10 and the singles are near Washington, D.C. Um, so it's going to be five couples, 10 singles. Um, and the experts are still the same. Dr. Pepper, Pastor Cal and Dr. Viviana. And so here's just like a short rundown mm-hmm. of the people. OK, so here's Katie and Derek. They're 25 and 26. Um, Katie was the witness of frequent domestic violence in her household between her parents and her upbringing has made her cautious towards choosing a partner in life. She's so fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Sherman, the guy, um, Derek is from a military family and he just wants to do like a one and done, um, marriage is like I want to fall in love not only for the first time but for the last time and he's a hopeful romantic despite the fact that his parents are divorced (laughs) what does he think anybody gets married and goes wow I hope this is the first of seven marriages for me (laughs) nobody (laughs) says that it's so wild oh my gosh okay so next we have Jessica and Austin they're both 31 Um, her parents Jessica's parents have been married for 35 years and so she's looking to match that. Um, Austin is using his niece's inspiration to search for the love of his life. He says, seeing her grow and how much I love her and inspires me to want the same thing. I feel like I have so much love to give to somebody. And they're giving each other knuckles in their wedding picture. Okay. Are they black? He looks, he looks, he looks like he comes from the 1800s. And I don't know how it is. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe like he looks British you know what I mean he looks like he could benefit from some vitamin D <laughs> <laughs> so 
So next we have Taylor and Brandon. They're a black couple. Um, they're very good looking. Mm. I like really good looking. Um, there's quite an age difference. Taylor's 27, Brandon's 34, which I think they usually don't go that high. Mm. Um, so Taylor says that she feels fulfilled in life, but she's just missing that man. Um, and she's waiting for that special someone. And Brandon is a DC native and he's used to spending time on his own, but he's ready to find himself a partner because he hasn't been able to get it right on his own. I have hope for them just because they're really cute. Wow, um, a couple, come on now. <laughs> the next one we have Mindy and Zach. Um, <laughs> it's not like they came from the 80s. What are they doing? <laughs> they, they look kind of like it too. Um, so Mindy's older. She's 34 and Zach's 32. Mm-hmm. Mindy was in the Air Force after high school. Um, but now she's done and she's looking for the right one justin no what's the name no zach zach justice is a fitness guru and he's ready to treat his wife with southern values that his parents instilled in him i want to be the husband that other people idolize so i can already tell this guy's going to be a nightmare absolutely absolutely as soon as he said southern values you know that means um, I'm going to take away all your shoes and you're not allowed to leave the house. I know, <laughs> like, when I hear Southern values, I always want to hear, well, I'm going to bake a peach cobbler. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> I don't want <wanna, laughs> to hear about how you're going to try to keep me from being an independent woman. So I had a feeling he's more, less peach cobbler and more trying to keep that woman at home. So Yeah. And for, <laughs> As a fitness guru from Georgia, which like 70% of the male population is, I can tell that he probably doesn't make a whole lot of money. So I don't know what Southern values he plans on bringing to the table if he can't support both of them, but whatever. Um, The next couple we have are Mika and Michael. Mika's 25 and Michael's 31. Um, Mika is the oldest of five children. She's from Baltimore and... She is a woman who knows what she wants. She knows what, I know what my standards are. I know what I deserve and I don't want to settle. Um, Michael is a DC native and he comes from a family where no one has ever married. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. First person in my family to be married. So it's a big deal. I don't want to be swiping right on Tinder for the rest of my life. They're also a black couple. A really poor Uh, family. And I can't really see what they look like because they're kissing, but um like like, that's a socioeconomic thing like like if you live like in a very poor family you're more likely to come from single moms and people would be together for like 20 years but never got married because you know know, that's gonna be interesting yeah so i'm interested i'm not interested in sorry kara i just thought of a couple i liked okay jeff t and what's that chick's oh. name? I really like them a lot. First of all, what I really love is that when they would meet up with the other couples, they were the only black couple. When they would meet up with the other couples, they would always have a different hairstyle and the white people would be like, mm, who is this person? And I'd be like, she just got braids. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, Dusty and Shawnee. Shawnee. And they're still together, right? They're still together. Did you watch the spinoff season? 
No, I didn't. They were spinoff season with Jeffy mm-hmm. and Shawnice, and then that couple from um, Texas, the two pale, like, tiny people. Um, his name was, like, her name was Danielle. I know who you're talking about. Danielle and Bobby. Um, so we, it was them, and then it was another couple. Sorry? And we did not care about them. I remember that part. Not at all. Um, and then there was another couple from an earlier season in Chicago, which I didn't watch, but it was all about how the three couples were having kids around the same time. Right. Yeah. But I love Jeff oh. and Shawnice. I thought she was so funny. At one point she's like, because he was me and in, in how it'd be in the situation and that like, Hey guys, like, I know I agreed to be married at first sight, but I do not know this person. And so I do yeah. want to get to know them. And Shawnice was like, we're married. We're in love now. I know we got married 10 minutes ago, but we are in love. And Jeffy was like, girl, I don't know you. And so it was, was like, I'm happy to sleep on the couch during our honeymoon for the entirety of the time. Yeah, like, like, we will figure it out, but we're not soulmates, bitch. I just met you. And so it was really funny. And she was just like, at one point, she was like, uh, in like a fireman suit doing a strip tease for him and she oh fell God. off the pole. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just laughing like he was like, What we could just do it. <laughs> like we don't have to do this. <laughs> we could just go in the back. <laughs> yeah. It was- he had every every single wall up and she was like the shining trying to chop it down. It's like <laughs> yes. here's here's Shawnee's. And <laughs> Yeah, they were they were a great couple to watch because yeah, I've never seen anybody who, who was so guarded as Jeffy. Yeah, and then one Sean, day he just kind of looks at her and goes, "Yeah, I love you back, girl." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we're in this, and she's like, but, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, I just kind of decided on the drive here, but yeah, let's stay married." <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So the spinoff was interesting because okay, we find out at the at the end of the reunion. They have the re- they have the, like decision day where they decide whether or not they're going to stay married or get divorced, and then they have like a reunion special like that's like two months later. We find out like if they're if everybody's really still together or like what happened. Yeah. So we found out during the reunion that they were expecting. So and Jeff felt like he did not know how it happened. He yeah. was, <laughs> was like, "She that's what she told me. I I'm still <laughs> I don't know. I don't know." Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, um, during the spinoff, he, we find out that like they had broken up, that he, um, had like kind of talked to another girl during the breakup that they, you know, she was expecting. So they were trying to make it work, but like Jeffy was really kind of clear that like, I don't love Shawnice, but like, I really respect her for like having my child. And I really want to have kids. Like he made it clear from the beginning that he always wanted to have like a big family. family. And so it was kind of them trying to work it out. Like she took her ring off. And like the closer to her having the baby, like the nicer he was to her. But like she at that point had her guard up. It was like, I want to do this the right way. Like I'm not going to be, you know, like I I feel like you are – kind of basically only want to be with me because I'm about to have your child and not because you want to be with me and because you're in love with me. Um, So that was kind of their struggle. And so, I mean, they're still together and I think they live together now and I think they're still trying to make it work. 
Um, but their daughter, Laura, is so... I cannot believe that they named a child Laura in 2019. Like, I love that. I um, What's your baby's they, name? Laura? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it's the only the second Black Laura that I've met since Family Matters. Yes! Yes! <laughs> you know, I they probably named it after somebody. I think her mom had died. Yeah, I think her mom was named Laura, or his mom or something. Um... So yeah, I mean they were they were really yeah I I agree they were probably the best couple, and they were interesting to watch. Like it wasn't they were on the same I think that was Boston too. They were on the same season as like a firefighter who was kind of a dick, <laughs> yeah. and neither one of them was hateable. But I could also see how it wouldn't work out. Like and it wouldn't be anybody's fault. Like it's just like this is a ridiculous thing to do. So. Yeah. Like, and I I really enjoyed that. Kara, I just remembered, I didn't let you ask me any more questions at the beginning of this. (laughs) I did have one other question, but we're actually about to round it out. But yeah, let's end it with this quick fire question. Okay. Um, Vanderpump Rules is about to come back. I know that you have been vehemently boycotting it. Yeah, I don't watch Vanderpump Rules anymore. Um, But I am going to force you to do a fuck, Mary kill with Ah! Jack Schwartz and DJ James Kennedy. Jack Schwartz and DJ James Kennedy. That is very hard. Um, Because Schwartz dick does not work. And we know that because they make sure they tell us seven times a season. Well, Um, here's the tea. Apparently Schwartz dick does work. It just doesn't work for Katie. And we can talk about this off off, off mic. That makes sense that Schwartz's dick doesn't work for Katie because she's always like yelling at it. Right. I mean, how could it? Eat. My dick wouldn't work. Yeah. She's always screaming. Katie's like the worst person on earth. I just, she just thinks she's so great. She thinks she's the best. She thinks she's like just the moral high ground. Whatever she's doing is the right thing to do. Um, she's less on that cast than anybody. Yeah, she I, by like a wide margin. <laughs> and I don't think she's fat at all. I think she's like very luscious in a lot of ways. I can see how if she wasn't a demon, how sexy she'd be. But I she's not fat at all. She she's not cur- she doesn't she's like not stocky. She doesn't have a shape. And she doesn't dress for the fact that she doesn't have a shape. So she, whatever she wears just makes her look bigger. But she she's not a big girl. She can walk out in a bikini today and make me want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, she's got a great body. She just doesn't know how to dress it. Yeah. And she thinks she has the best style, so she doesn't listen to people. I'm sure people tell her all the time to take that shit off. Um, her wedding dress was the ugliest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> um, and it was in the woods. Like, I don't get it. Uh, so, all right. Like, it's also very hard for me because my love language is acts of service. So, like, I just am not attracted to people who are, who, like, would fuck me over. I just am not. And that's taken me very well throughout life. I've only had a couple of fuckboy situations because if you're not willing to do shit for me, like, the other day my husband was sitting in the kitchen and he was just talking about how much he loved me and how much he loved me and how much he loved me. And I was like, okay can you make me a sandwich? And he was like, yes. And I was like, I love you too. <laughs> I was like, like, this is all great. Like, Lip service is great, like, but I need a sandwich. Not that I want to like give Schwartz credit because he's a monster in his own right. But I also feel like if he were in a different 
different relationship, I think we would have a different motivation level of shorts. Like, I think if you were dating him, I think he would have a shit a lot more together. Yeah, and so that's why I'm going to marry Schwartz because okay. I, I feel like I can get Schwartz to where he needs to be and it'll be fine. I'm cool with that. Um, I'm going to marry Schwartz. Okay. I'm having a hard time with the other two because I know DJ James Kennedy will steal my checkbook. And <laughs> like he is, Jax is a drug addict too. Like, but DJ James Kennedy is in a different spot. And you, so yeah, I'm going to fuck Jax. And the reason I'm going to fuck Jax is because I bet he's a good fuck. I bet he is. You do? Um, you think? Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. I, Faith had sex with him on top of an elderly woman. I think. <laughs> I think he put it down. I think, I also think that he understands he's got, he's great at charisma. He's, he's great at smoozing you. And I bet like the sexual experience with him is very much like, you're so beautiful. Like I, I bet he can do that in the moment. And so it would be pretty good. I'm going to kill James Kennedy because James Kennedy is very erratic and I'm not quite sure what he'd do. Like, he seems like the type of person that one minute loves you and the next minute he's, like, spitting on you in a cab. Like, <laughs> and that I can't deal with at, in any way, shape, or form. Like, I just can't. So, yeah, I'm going to marry Schwartz because I think I can reform Schwartz. And I also think I would never let him go on a, on a boy's trip ever again in life because mm. he always cheats on you when he goes on one. But if, I think he would respect you. I don't mm. think he respects Katie. I think he'd be scared of me because unlike yeah. Katie, I'm not going to yell at him and then we're going to get back <laughs> together. Um, I'm probably going to beat him up. And I'm, probably, I, I like, I'm really serious fucking shorts. I'm really fucking serious. Don't pour a drink on my head. Don't disrespect oh. me. In public. Don't do that shit. Don't I go stab him right then and there. Yeah. Like that was so rude. Don't go over to Tom's house and talk shit about me on camera. And then yeah. Later, be like, why are you so mad, Bubba? Why are you so mad? Like, don't do that shit. I would, I would keep him on a very short leash. And I think that he'd be a good husband in terms of, like, someone I can sit around and Postmates things with and watch TV. Someone, like, I don't think I can necessarily depend on him right away, but I could train him to be. It's kind of what I do as a foster mom. I'm like, you welcome to my home. Let's get you, let's get you to a place where you, where you're more, um, you're more dependable and you're more like emotionally stable. And so I think I can do that with him. Jax, I think just be a good situation. And James Kennedy, I just, he's had so many chances. He's so like, now I'm not going to watch Vanderpump rules, but I still listen to Laura shingles. Maybe I'm saying her name wrong, but I still Mm -hmm. listen to the pump podcast because I really think she is very funny and I listen to her for anything. So I'll still know what's going on. And if we get like a new group of people, which I hear we are, yeah. and we focus less on Jax and Brittany. So, Kara, Jax and Brittany, like one of the reasons I can't watch the show is that people think that because Brittany has a Southern accent, she must be a good person. Right. And as I think we're getting a new side to Brittany via good. Jax this season. Good. I want to see a new side to Brittany. Like, the fact is, Brittany was living with a man, met Jackson Vegas, and then moved out with him. Moved out to L.A. with him. She wants to be on TV. Her husband is a major coke hound, okay? 
she, she cannot not know that he's not um he's not in the position where he's doing it in bathrooms at parties like that's not what's happening right he's literally on the couch scarface style like in his face in a mound of white powder she understands that and i think she does it too which i mean i'm not saying because you do coke you're a bad person what i'm i am saying though is that people put all these things on britney like she's just a southern hometown girl guys both me and kara have lived in the south not everybody has a southern accent as a good person i just want you to know that like it's not right. like they can have Both a southern accent and still <laughs> it's possible it's absolutely um, possible. i think what i'm most looking forward to with vanderpump is uh jack's pivot to capital n capital g nice guy mm. um i think it's going to kill him I try not to indulge in people's social medias like if I didn't have this podcast I wouldn't be following it like on my personal account I follow maybe like three people that are celebrities but um I dipped in and out of Jax's Instagram stories over the summer and he like once he moved to that house he would just be like Oh, traffic to the valley. Oh, I can't believe it. From LA to the valley. Like, he was pivoting into, like, this nice guy. He was, like... There was one post where he was, like... Um, posted a picture of Britney and was, like... I'm so sorry, Miss Sherry, but your wife is... Your your daughter's really hot. Like, like he was pretending to be this, like, Christian good boy. Who, like... Oh, I'm so sorry for saying that your daughter's effing hot. Hot. Like he didn't even say fucking, he said effing. And then he <laughs> He definitely told he definitely came on there and said that she had sex with Kristen. And Right. So now yeah. you're pivoting into like Johnny Goodboy and I don't get it. Like I I think it's all gonna crash and burn. I think he's going to snap in a way that we've never seen him because like I think since I think since he, like, decided to, like, ever since he cheated on Brittany, I think he, like, gets off on being, like, a good person in the way that he got off on being a bad person. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like, now he gets this intention and he's like, no, but, like, I'm a good guy now. Like, don't you get it? Like, I'm okay. Like, I think like, validation is, like, a big deal for him. Yes. The fact that he's a part of this big couple. They are the biggest couple in the show. They've gotten us a, a spinoff. Um, and their wedding is probably like, isn't their wedding a huge part of this next season? Yes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. I also, I think what would bring me back to the show, because one of the reasons I don't like watching the show is that I don't like that the show is trying to, to no longer believe that these are bad people. They're all bad people. They've been bad people the entire time. I right. don't like that the show is like, Jax has changed. Um, Stasi is a good person. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I, I want them to still troll them but they have so much creative like input now that it won't do it it would be like watching the real housewives of oc if kelly could be in the editing room like that's not fun i want to see kelly being stupid yes i think selfie has way too much power because she's like apparently friends with one of like the top producers on the show to the point where they like hang out and like you know like off camera like regularly that and so of course sense. it's going to affect how you're edited on the show and you know when seventh the... season? what season is it um eight okay so you've known these producers for eight years eight years your friends yeah now. i didn't like seeing stassi with uh fucking kylie i didn't like that i did not like that at all yeah like I don't know. It's also it's hard because this show wants me to believe they're they're, they're still waiters. They're not. They're not famous people. They are. I'm very interested seeing like now that they've brought the new cast in, like how they address the fact that these people don't work at Sir and have not for years and are wealthy. <laughs> and um, yeah, like how how do they integrate that into Lisa? Um, like, what is her role in the show? Um, but I, my feeling last season was like, the show is not going to work if all the girls are getting along, then the guys can't get along. (laughs) And so the only, I feel like the only way this is going to make it interesting is if like, we finally reveal that like Jax is a monster and that is what's going to happen like there is going to be a big storyline between Jax and Sandoval and like the dissolution of their friendship which I'm very excited about I like that because Tom and Jax have no reason to be friends none like and I'm not saying Tom's great don't get me wrong I find him I find a lot of parts of his relationship with Ariana suspect I find like he seems to be someone who needs all the attention. The fact that he and Kristen were together for so long and were toxic together remind like people think that I was just Kristen. It wasn't. It was Tom too. It was the two of them together. And so yeah. 
This and is being friends with Jax that, that long is a character flaw. Sorry. Yeah, it is. And so Ariana, not that I think she's amazing. I always call her a recycling bin among trash cans. She's still <laughs> taking in trash. It's just that she recycles it. And so um, Ariana's his his rebound relationship. And I really think Ariana is gay. Mm. I have no proof. I just really enjoy the idea of her <laughs> like, fucking. Like, I was like really into that. I was like, that is a spinoff I would like to see because <laughs> I just thought they'd be such good. And the way that they like, she hugged her and was like, girl, did you tell them? Because I was never going to say anything. Like, I love that. I was like, oh, that was she. great. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't think that relationship is on solid ground. And I'd love to see Tom and Jax break up. I'd love to see, like, I think Brittany and Jax have an agreement now that they're not going to bring their shit on the show. I think Jax still cheats on her, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Schwartz still cheats on Katie, and they have an agreement. Um, I don't care about Stassi and Bo getting married. He seems, I don't know. He seems like a mild version of Carrot Top. Like, he's got a lot of props and shit, and... (laughs) And a lot of like weird humor and that's always with the the onesies and the and the yeah. the bow ties and the I I never I a big pair of scissors like showing up to a room being like let's get this thing started and I'm like why are you wearing why do you have those scissors oh this, I got this out of my I got this out of my backpack I carry this around just in case you're weird. he's woken her up with an air horn multiple times. Um, I always saw straight through him. I think he might have a drinking problem. And I think there's a darkness to their relationship in that, like, she thinks he's such a savior. And, like, one thing that I will, like, empathize with Stassi is that she's been in these horrific, like, abusive relationships with men that treat her terribly. What was the name of that guy that was just, like, always correcting her? Oh my god. Like even she doesn't deserve that. I really think like I I'm sick of Stasi and I really think that she is like a problematic white girl. Like yeah. when we look at those polls and they're like 80% of the white women voted for Trump. That's not what the thing says, but it's it might as well say that shit. That I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, Stasi. That's her. That's her. Like she's <laughs> like like she absolutely is going to end up like with her show on Fox News. She absolutely is going to end up like that. She's definitely mm-hmm. a Megan Kill. She's definitely that type of girl. And then she just annoys the fuck out of me. And I don't like that the show like treats her like fucking gold and is giving her a redemption story. I agree. I thought that like whole like addressing the podcast thing and like talking to Billy Lee about it was like so gross and exploitative cuz it's like Oh, you know, I said these bad things about black people. So let me um, find a trans person and cry to them so people feel bad bad for me. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird to me and gross. And yeah, I I I don't enjoy what how they treat her. But I'm here for <sighs> I'm here for Kristen if it means that like she gets rid You're of single. Stassi. And I love single. a single Kristen. Remember. I mean looks like a, a Boston Terrier and so he always made me uncomfortable for that reason. <laughs> he did like a Boston Terrier and also I just didn't like Kristen talking him up like that like like I feel like yeah. so I've talked about this quite a bit I feel like Kristen got 9-11 and what I mean by that is that 
um, there's a great long form story about a um, a man who was stealing, like gaming the McDonald's Monopoly game. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was he was like a part of the security team for the warehouse that makes them. And he was like doing the full the stupidest things. Like he was giving them to his brother in law and stuff. He got mixed up with the mob. It was great. And it was a huge case. But it mm-hmm. went to court on 9-11. And we had 9-11 happen. And so now people don't even remember that he stole millions and millions of dollars through Monopoly, mm. through the McDonald's Monopoly thing. Like, if you bring it up, people will be like, that never happened. Well, you don't right. remember it because 9-11 happened. I think huh. Kristen got 9-11 in that her relationship with Sandoval was terrible. Sandoval cheated on her all the time. She cheated on him all the time, too. They, mm-hmm. like... He tells a story about how she started cheating on him with a busboy at Sir, and people thought that they were in a relationship, even though Tom and her were living together. It is right. crazy. And what happened is that I think Tom did cheat on him or her with Ariana. And I don't mean like they were having, I think that they they really liked each other. They were attracted to each other. They probably kissed a couple of times. I can totally see him and Kristen like having a fight before he goes to Vegas, then him being like, it's over, it's over. He fucks Ariana in Vegas, and then they get back, and he and Kristen get back together, and he's like, I'm right. not going to tell, you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell Ariana, can, I'm getting back together. Like, I can totally see that happening. I know that they were inappropriate with each other, at the very least, okay? Mm-hmm. But because Kristen fucked Jax, and it came out, <clears throat> Tom got off scot-free, because right. she was the plane in the towers, and he was the guy who stole all the money from Monopoly and was just like, and people don't remember that. And I feel like she's gotten a bad rap. I also think she's a crazy person. But I think when Tom and Ariana got together, everyone was like, thank goodness, because Kristen's a terrible person. And we love this relationship. And Ariana's so cool. And Ariana's this. I'm not saying she's not. I'm just saying that this there's this perception. Mm. But, and so Kristen with Carter was like, I'm going to show them that I'm happy. I'm going to show them that. I also got into a good relationship. And so she pushed it along and pushed it along. And I bet Carter was not, like like they said, Kristen had to pay for everything. He kind of was a dick. And she really wanted us to believe that. And so I'm looking for a single Kristen because single Kristen brought us DJ James Kennedy. I want something like that. True. She did. Yeah, I mean, single Kristen is thriving. I hope that we see a lot of that. I... I barely remember Sheena. She adds something, but it's oh, like... Oh, Sheena's on this show. Oh, shit! <laughs> I forgot about Sheena. Oh, my fucking God. That's what you get from moving to Marina Del Rey. That's what the fuck you get. Right. <laughs> you get resigned to the rest of the... Whoever's on The Bachelor who lives out there. Um yeah. Yeah, so are you, like, completely out on Vanderpump, or do you think you might check it out a little bit? I will listen to Lara, Lara's show. By the way, for a long time, I thought her name was Laura Marie, and she just had, like, a upspeak thing going on, <laughs> which just proves that I'm a dick, because why would she be saying her own fucking name wrong, princess? That doesn't make any sense. That's too funny. <laughs> and then I saw her written, I was like, oh, her name is Lara. Oh, why am I stupid? And so... <laughs> But, like, I will listen to her. I'll obviously listen to you. I know you're going to cover it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I will listen to that. And if it gets better, 
Like, I want to see what these new castmates are doing. All the new castmates have flopped. Faith, like, fuck Jackson, ran away. That's when you don't run away, bitch. That's when you yeah. show up to every taping. What the <laughs> fuck, Faith? And then, like, that Asian gay dude, he's really not around. I mean, like, I feel like, and this is my main problem with the fucking show, I feel like the OG castmates have too much power. And just like I think Team Mom should have a revolving door, like like the Housewives, I think Vanderpump Rules should too. Yeah. Okay. But Jackson Stassi won't let it happen, and they're just basically like, "I'm, I'm, you know, the number one guy in this group, and no one else is gonna be, and I don't care, and I'm gonna pe- prevent people from filming. No, you won't be able to go to my wedding, which is gonna be like four or five episodes of the fucking season, and also wedding." suck okay what <laughs> fucking suck i do not want i'm not looking forward to to all these episodes about their fucking wedding i'm not either I, when i watched the trailer i was like oh my god we haven't even seen their wedding yet yeah <laughs> yeah in a castle in fucking kentucky i feel like they got married like five years ago and it, we still haven't seen it yet um okay well i'm glad you're keeping an open mind about it I am going to keep an open mind. If you, if I listen and you tell me something that's like, bitch, you got to watch this. Feel free, even though you're on a podcast that I'm not on, and you're like, princess, <laughs> please watch this. I will, I will watch it. Because okay. I do like the way the show is shot. I do think everybody's really cute. I think Lala's cute. I mean, I don't think she's great, but I think she's cute. Um, I'm into it. So if you, if you, I believe in you. And if you tell me, princess, you got to drop it on this episode, I will. I will. Okay, well, I th- thank you for trusting me. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Princess. Well, where can everybody find you? Okay, so guys, if you want to follow me on my personal Instagram and Twitter, it's okay then, Princess. Said, you know, the way the people say to me when they're tired of arguing with me. Okay then, Princess. And so um, that's pretty boring, though. Uh, I have a podcast called Buy Pumpkin, and it's a I'm basically just going through niche reality TV shows. That like were influential to me right now. I'm on Flavor of Love. Next season, I'm going to do uh, Breaking Bonaduce. Are you saying to yourself, yes. Princess, I can't watch Breaking Bonaduce. It's nowhere on the internet. Guys, I have it. I'm going to work out a system where I could give it to you. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. And so you can like find me anywhere podcasts are found. And yeah, that's it. Follow me. I'm always talking about my kids and about how I told my husband his barbecue sandwich smelled like dirty mop water and he got an attitude with me. Like it's my fucking fault that it smelled like dirty mop water, but I, I just speak the truth and yeah. Yeah. Follow me. All right. Well, thank you, princess. Thank you, Kara. I really appreciate you having me on. I adore you. Happy new year. <laughs> you, you too. <laughs> Bye. Everybody. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> but I am joined by the incredible Megan O'Donnell of Bravo Happy Hour. Megan, hello. Hello. Your intro was coming in so hot and heavy. My blood is boiling. My blood is racing. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> yes, I brought Megan on here to discuss the things that we are going to let go of from um, 2019 or the decade, all things pop culture and I'm going to choose one thing, or we're both going to choose one, or a couple things, maybe, that we're going to keep into the new decade. So let's get started. But I I have some quick fire questions for you. Um, 
One, do you have Spotify on hand? Of course. Okay. Um, I this is a two-part question. Is one, how many times in 2019 have you listened to Feeling Giovanni? Honestly, I would probably say offhand over 300 at least this year. Like I listened to it like at the gym. Like I've listened to it at work. Like and it's so mortifying where I like keep it really low because just in case like my AirPods get disconnected, like the, the thought of having my coworkers know like that this is what I'm choosing to listen to is really scary. But yeah, I would definitely say about 300 times this year. <laughs> okay. Well, my yeah. confidently. <laughs> Follow-up question is, how many times have you actually felt Giovanni this year? Oh, now that's significantly lower. Uh, <laughs> I would probably say I've felt Giovanni, like, 15 times, like, on 15 occasions. And, like, feeling uh-huh. Giovanni can mean many things in many different ways. Sure. But, yeah, I would say 15 times. The ratio's really off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, but writing on my bringing into 2020. I'm, like, be... Bring in more Giovanni. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it was a rough year. So 15 times, I think, is pretty good. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting year, (laughs) to say the least. Um, Okay, question two. If you had to erase from your memory any of the current Housewife franchises, which one would you let go of? Like, it just never existed. Uh, let's see. I think I would have to say Orange County, but I feel like that's, like, a resounding feeling amongst Bravo viewers. I agree. I agree. Oh, Orange County is out of that. But I, I could also do New Jersey. Ooh. See, yeah, I'm not... <laughs> sound bites from Orange County? Like, that's my opinion! You know? Like, I would yell that, and I wouldn't... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. There's like calling people prostitution whores. Well, yeah, but you see, that was season one. Like since then, we haven't really gotten any good sound bites. Like we had so many of the Teresa isms in the beginnings, like come in and ingredients, (laughs) like those types of things were really great. But now we don't really have anything. And this is just a side note for any Bravo lovers who listen to your show. Danielle Staub has started an Instagram TV cooking show called Cooking Kitchen. I think it's called like Danielle Staub's Kitchen. And no. yesterday I watched a gluten free, dairy free meatball recipe. And Ooh. it looked so fucking gross. But then by the end of it, I'm like, should I go to the store and get some like, tur- like ground turkey? I think she was also using turkey meat. Like she wasn't even using beef. So I was like, what's happening here? But yeah, so <laughs> that's something we could keep in 2019. <laughs> I will in the kitchen. make a very good turkey meatball, but I don't understand where the dairy would come in. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. She okay. like throws like a, like a splash of milk. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is, is like, because is I feel like Dorinda's pivoting into like an Instagram story chef too. And same with Caroline Manzo. I feel like people are like, you know what we do every single day simply because we must survive? We cook. So maybe uh, that could be my thing. But like, I have also gone through that phase. Like, probably like two years ago before I was like, confirmed that I wanted to start like a podcast just about Bravo I was like what can I put my creative juices into and I start googling like how to become a food Instagram person and like how to make the videos and then I was like what the fuck like I just like making a salad for lunch like I'm not a chef what the fuck do I right. think I am 
<laughs> I would like to say, though, out of those three women, I would for sure go to Caroline Manzo's house. Oh, ditto, yeah. She Eat. makes a good gravy, a Sunday gravy. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, um, you're in Jersey right now, so you could just pop yeah. over there. Go to the Brownstone. Pop over to the Brownstone and have a couple of real beef meatballs with Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like they'd give you, like, you sit down and they just give each person an individual bottle of red wine. Like, they're like, this is how much you're going to be drinking here. Yeah, just like a huge goblet. <laughs> like, I'll just say when, but they, they don't ever listen to you. Not that I would ever say when anyway, so it's it works yeah. out. <laughs> Should I just marry Chris Manzo? Is this what my... Is Cara, really- I'm I'm not kidding. Probably like an hour and a half ago, I was so close to signing to his DMs because he like posted this photo of like a pizza, and I was like, ooh. But he always this is something we should do on our free time together. Um, <laughs> we should go to the pizza restaurant that he works at in Jersey and really shoot our shot and just say like, you get a two for one deal. You get two podcasters for one. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> I think you've just escalated things, but yes, I will eat pizza. Yeah, we become like a three, like what is it, a ripple? I'm just like, things have turned very quickly. I have to explain a lot to my parents. They're like, so wait, you went to another state for this? Like, what are you doing? And you're into women? Like, what? <laughs> Several questions here. Um, so the third question I have for you, and I, I know this is like, you guys, this isn't a Christian podcast, okay? So I get to ask whatever questions I want to. Nice. Megan, who do you think is the ugliest Bravo kid? <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were going to say, like, who do you want to fuck? Um, but <laughs> ugly kids are, are way more interesting to talk about. Okay, let me go through a quick. Do they have to be a child or no, could they be an adult be, at this point? It could be an adult. Okay. You can't uh, rhyme from Orange County because that's a given. Uh, yeah, true. Huh. Ugliest kid. I'm trying to go through all of the franchises. So Beverly Hills has kind of got cute kids there. I really like PK and Dorit's kids. Like uh, as much as it pains me that they have really beautiful kids. Okay. Well, that was my number one. (laughs) Wait, you were going to say Phoenix or Jagger or both? Both of them. They scare me. They look like Victorian ghost children. And I just... I could picture them at the end of the hallway beckoning me to come join them and I don't want to I don't want oh, to do I know <laughs> I, want to do, I think they're really cute and I, we can d- agree to disagree on that one but I think all of Jennifer Aiden's kids are ugly inside and oh. out, except the one who was bullied because as I am now actively bullying her um, right. <laughs> I feel bad as I'm saying it damn I You're have right. to like I gotta like, re- like repent for my sins a little bit. <laughs> the kids are an interesting mix. You're right. They're not cute kids. No, and they don't. And they have the one Olivia who's like trying to be fabulous. It's like, right. oh my god, you are not. You're no Melania Giudice. You like you never will be. You never will be. You'll never be a iTunes charting musician like fucking Melania Giudice. Best song. She can't even be taken for Stephanie. (laughs) I'm trying to think if there are any other really ugly kids. Um, (laughs) Now I'm like into this. I'm like, wow, I guess I've never thought of this. Yeah. Um, 
Ugly I mean, children. it's not Atlanta because all of those kids kids are gorgeous. Oh yeah, Atlanta has it's a- like genetically modified. Like, what? How does that happen? Uh, let's see. I mean, oh. I got one. Uh, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn and Brinkley. Mostly Brooklyn. Ooh, Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Lot, yeah. You know, she. It's like it's hard to watch because. She's hilarious, and like if it were a child behaving this way, I'd be like, like this is awesome, like you're like uh, just hilarious. Um, but yeah. the way she speaks to her mother is so outrageous. Like I remember once I called my mom, I told her to shut up, and she just like immediately started crying. And <laughs> like I think I was like eight, and like I was never ever able to be mean, less than like be like, oh, you look like a a clown like if I told my mom she looked like a clown I'm like oh god yeah those kids are ugly inside and out as well but I do like baby Bruin granted he's not from them biologically <laughs> so that might explain why he has like Hell. light light behind his eyes not like little kid devil but <laughs> uh you're so right Bruin is a very cute kid all right girl um we're gonna start the first portion which is what I would call the Sorry to This Man Award. Oh. And we're going to just, I mean, just to backtrack, you guys, we started this by, we were originally just going to go in on Pete Davidson oh, yeah. and how we were sick of him. But I think it it was just, I couldn't help but expand on that. Um, so I'm going to go first because this is my goddamn show. And my first one is... <laughs> My first one is Bravo Tivities. And by that, I mean, I don't want to see any other housewives go into that, like, freezing chamber. I oh. don't want to see any axe throwing. I don't want to escape see any, room. like, no escape rooms, no um, rage rooms, no more throwing footballs at bowling pins. Rope no horses. Abs. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm done. I really enjoy that. I don't think Bravo needs these bullshit little events that they do, like these Bravo-tivities, which is an incredible phrase. I did just write it down. I will be taking that and crediting you. But <laughs> what we need is all the women sitting at a table. That is it. That That's is it. it. Always say, that's literally all we need is everybody in a room. We don't need a team-building activity where people are climbing over a wall to see if they could do it. Like, Granted, exactly. some of it, you do get good moments. I think when it's more physical, it's funny, but at least they aren't doing the vagina waxing. The rejuvenating is still huge. I don't think yes. that'll ever go out of style on Bravo. Like, oh, stick this thing up your vagina and now you can have sex again. Like, that's never going to go away. Right. <laughs> Not with these these ladies. No. Not with these ladies, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Megan, what is your number, your first one? Well, you brought up Pete Davidson, and I think it's a good tie-in to just face tattoos. I think they need to go. I don't yeah. understand the Post Malone, Aaron Carter's a new oh person in this world, uh, Takashi69, who that guy is fucking crazy looking. Like, And we all know Mike Tyson started this years ago, but you'd think that like being all of these people are millennials, you'd think that they would have heard, like, you know, countless jokes about Mike Tyson's face tattoo and be like, oh, maybe like I'm going to 
not do that. And like, don't get me wrong. I have like six or seven tattoos, but none of them are on my face. Like, no, I agree. Like, how fucked is Takashi Six Nine gonna be now that he's like all in this legal trouble? He's got like nine (laughs) months left of jail. Like. They were, there's been constant talks about him going into witness protection, but, like, how the fuck is that going to happen when he's got a huge 6'9 from his forehead to his ear? Oh, my God. He has to put, like, stage makeup on every single morning, like, three inches of concealer to really hide these disgusting, disgusting tattoos. But I don't know. And I, I don't know who, what is her name? I wrote it down. Summer Walker. I have never heard any music of hers. But uh-huh. I, like, got onto her page this morning, and I was like, oh, my God, she's so pretty. And then I, like, she's zoom really- in, and I'm like, her face is just covered in tattoos. Yeah. I'm like, she, she yeah. makes good, like, um, she's kind of like, um, maybe like a black Lana Del Rey. It's like, oh, I was going to say sad girl music. Yeah, it's definitely sad girl music. It's like, you know, like girls who like to smoke blunts and like cry about their boyfriends, like oh that that kind of music. Yeah. As I like <laughs> write it down, I'm like download Summer <laughs> Walker. Truly a beautiful woman. And yeah, those face tabs are really distracting. It is. Distracting is the perfect word to describe it. And like yeah, all these people are gonna look so stupid. I mean, granted I mean, not to get dark, but, like, half of them are dead now. But, like, the ones that are living, (laughs) it's going to be a really really interesting road for them. I mean, I just think, like, you know, when you're, like, 77 and, like, a grandma and you have, like, big (laughs) face tattoos, it just seems, like, it just seems ill-advised. And don't get me wrong, like, I have a lot of tattoos, but they're in one general area that I can hide very easily. So, like, right. if I'm near certain family members who are kind of annoying about it, like, I don't show them. And, like, it's, like, my little secret. And I don't, you know, it's, it's they're not for anybody but me. And so to have, like, someone constantly be asking her, like, oh, what does your face tattoo mean? Like, if I go to the gym and wear a shirt that, like, exposes my, like, upper arm where my tattoos are, like, three losers are, like, what does that mean? And I'm, like... <laughs> It was stupid. I was drunk when I got it. Like, that's what it's... I was like, it means nothing. I thought it was right. cool. You know, so to, I feel like... So to have to constantly be like, yeah, my face tattoo means nothing. I thought it was cool. Like, for the rest of your life just seems like a really daunting task. I agree. Could not agree with you more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, my number two is people who tweet, this tweet is underrated when the original tweet's only like five minutes old. How yeah. is it underrated? <laughs> Give everybody time to look at it. Shut the fuck up. The Twitter sphere is so savage. Like I had to get off Twitter a couple of years ago because one, I just wasn't tweeting. Um, and then when I was tweeting, I was like reading it back like three days later. And I'm like, did I pass middle school? Like what? I have the worst grammar ever. Like, like this is, I'm actually the dumbest person I've ever read. It's insane. Um, so that was, that's a, that's a ish, different issue, but yeah, the Twitter versus is savage, <laughs> underrated. Like it's a shoot. <laughs> And people literally do it like the tweet will be five minutes old and be like, yo, this tweet is underrated. Like, no, it's not. Like, nobody's even seen it. That's not what underrated is. <laughs> this tweet has three retweets. No <laughs> one has ever seen it. 
People, I saw somebody tweet earlier today, like, wow, this shit blew up, and it literally had, like, 19 retweets. Like, are you, are you crazy? <laughs> Went viral. <laughs> People are so sad. Okay, go ahead, girl. <laughs> okay, so my second thing that I want to keep in 2019 are eight-year-old kids on YouTube making $26 million a year to <laughs> open toys. <laughs> like, what? Dude. I just saw the article about that Ryan, that little Ryan oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. who, I, yeah, is like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, just opening toys on camera. I, it's infuriating. And now Nickelodeon is producing his YouTube show, which is pretty major. I don't know if it's going to be on YouTube or if it's going to be on Nickelodeon itself, or probably both at this rate, but I'm like, okay, I work a really good full-time job and I have no money. And then I spend all my money on podcasting and make no money from it. I'm like, what? $26 million is an eight-year-old kid. Like his parents must be so happy. Like, right? oh my God. Like, I hope he has like one of those like children's trusts, like the right. like a Coogan account or something, a Dugan account, Coogan, something like that. And it's so yeah. like parents can't take all the kids' money. Like, I feel like those parents, someone needs to be watching them because I don't want little Ryan to get screwed, but he does not deserve $26 million. Not, not really many people do for jobs, but definitely not little Ryan. I can't imagine, like, the mindset of being like, okay, I had this, like, quote-unquote job when I was, like, a kid, which is basically something <laughs> which you would be doing anyway. And now, like, you're 18, and, like, you literally don't have to work. Like, he's never going to have to want for anything in his whole life. And he, and it's he pretty do anything. <laughs> the thing is, is, like, what, like, does he go into the rest of his life then becoming an adult gift opener? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you transition out of this role? Which I guess maybe he's just like, fuck this. I'm going to go to college. <laughs> like, be like a normal kid and just have, like, this very strange past. Like, that's his common app essay to get into college is going to be like, yeah, so I don't know, from, like, ages 6 to 13, I kind of was, like, this pretty big YouTube sensation. I don't know. It's quirky. Like, he could literally retire now. <laughs> fine for the rest of it. <laughs> like, Damn. How do you take a kid to school like that? And be like, I'm worth so much money, so much more money. Like, I don't have to be here. <laughs> like, I literally don't have to be here. I uh, wonder if like, he's even in real school. I feel like his parents might have like to, like, homeschool him. Like, I hope he's not, like, I don't know. That's weird. But YouTube is a hell of a beast. And there's like another little girl who I think is Russian who basically does the same thing, who also made like upwards of $10 million this year. Where I'm like, I can't even afford to go out to dinner. And these children are like, can literally buy like a yacht. (laughs) I don't get it. Oh, it's so (laughs) scary. I will be like super, super interested in seeing like this like culture of YouTube celebrity. Like, what are they going to do 10 years from now? It's going to be really interesting to see. Well, I think a lot of people on YouTube also have to find ways to pivot. I think like Jenna Marbles, like I, a friend of mine was like, oh my God, I can't stop watching this guy's videos. He's, it's Jenna Marbles' husband. I was like, Jenna Marbles? I'm like, that girl is still making fucking videos? Yeah. Like, what is she doing? Like, what is she talking about in these stupid fucking videos? And, you know, these bloggers and bloggers have to do it like, three four times a week like 
that is a lot of content creation. <laughs> I, I couldn't would. even imagine. And yeah, to do that I, for over a decade seems insane to me. It's insane. Just like living your, just living your life day to day, but it's not like a real life because it's for public consumption. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing where it's like, is any of this real? Or were you like, let me do that for the video? Like, whatever, Logan Paul, like, literally filming people who have hung themselves. He's like, mad people are gonna want to see this. It's like, uh... I was just watching, like, a very brief clip of these, like, two, um, two couples, and they're both, like, well, all four of them are, like, bloggers on YouTube, and they were talking about, like, how they separate like because like one is a, like a long-term couple they live together and blah, blah blah so they were both like bloggers and then the other two were like travel bloggers and they were talking about how they like separate their relationship from like the vlogging and one of the girls was like I used to just watch my boyfriend um just like talk into the this camera and be like so fake and she's like it would just so frustrate me to like watch him record and be so thick fucking fake for like a year she's like it really affected our relationship and it took like a year (laughs) and a half for us to like get over which is crazy a year and a half (laughs) i mean i don't even they're still very rich so i guess things were fine so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay um is it my turn or your turn my turn your turn Um, my third one is movies as a personality trait. Oh, and maybe I want to retweet that, retweet that, retweet. <laughs> like, maybe it's just because, like, I follow a lot of people who are, again, this is, could just be, like, a Twitter thing, but, like, you guys, like, I keep hearing about this Uncut Gems movie, and, like, I just don't know how, like, liking an Adam Sandler movie is, like, the badge of honor these days. Um why is being like in a star is born fan like why is that a per- why is that part of your your core being you I mean I definitely can't tell you again I am guilty of really only watching Bravo and it does become hindering in pretty much every single conversation <laughs> I have with ev- any single person I've ever met they're like have you seen Game of Thrones I'm like have you seen season three of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills <laughs> They're like, it came out 11 years ago. So it's like, I don't, I don't keep up with anything, but I hate those people where that then becomes their life or like Disney plus is like their new thing. It's like, oh, okay. So you're rewatching Lizzie McGuire. That's amazing. But why? Like it was good (laughs) then, but like I have zero, I have absolutely no interest in thinking like, let me go see Lizzie McGuire. Like maybe even Stevens, like maybe I do that as like a uh, I'd have to be like really drunk or stoned to be like oh let me go watch this but I am trying to think of I saw like once upon a time in Hollywood yeah like five months after it came out I saw it this weekend okay. and like I've texted like 30 people about it I'm like <laughs> hey like I want to talk about this movie that's in the cultural zeitgeist and they're like um have you seen Knives Out you dumb bitch like so <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think there's also like so much content coming out, whether it's movies or TV shows, reality shows, like whatever, YouTube, Instagram, everything. Like, I just think there's too much. There's like a, did you hear that beeping sound? No. Oh, there's like a weird beeping sound on my phone. 
Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, I just think there's too much content right now that, like, I, I can't consume any of it. So I, like, actually reject it all and just go to what I know, which is okay. yeah, Bravo. <laughs> right. I agree with you. When in doubt, just go into the arms of Kenya Moore, you know? Just go Truly. Something tried and true. Great, <laughs> <laughs> girl. Go ahead. Okay. So I have to say, in 2019, what I want to end is Instagramming brunch. I hate brunch. I think you're paying for overpriced eggs. I don't need to pay $19 for a way of roast rancheros. Like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to see pictures of, like, your side of toast. I don't need to see pictures of your coffee. I don't need to see anything that has to do with brunch on the weekend. Like, I don't know why it kills me. Like, if I see another goddamn mimosa (laughs) on my fucking feed, I'll kill myself. And, like... I know it's drastic, I'm like, but I'm gonna. Like, like, well, you live in Manhattan now, so, like, you gotta get with it, girl. Brunch is a, a sport. <laughs> well, I know. And see, like, anytime I've ever, like, done brunch, I'm like, I'll have a cheeseburger. And then I'm like, I'm not, I'm eating lunch. Like, this is lunch. I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I know, it's controversial <laughs> opinion, everyone. <laughs> agree with you but like when it gets when it finally gets warmer and it's like spring and like oh I just want to sit outside and like brunch is pretty much the only thing that you can do (laughs) like I want to sit outside and like get drunk realistically um with you it doesn't need to be documented we don't need to I mean as much as I say this like you know my ass is like thrown on a sundress and like (laughs) strutting down to the fucking Lower East Side to like do a fun brunch but I don't know there's something about seeing other people brunch (laughs) (laughs) I'm psychotic as I'm saying this out loud I'm like oh my god I'm brunch shaming now oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh good gosh I really think like a, a fried potato right now you're right <laughs> um and else? a bloody mary yes well no i'm not really a bloody mary hive oh i mean it's definitely like like tomato juice vodka and horseradish so like any normal person shouldn't enjoy it but i don't know it, it gets me going like i really only drink them if i'm painfully hungover which i should have had one this morning um, but what am I but but like again like I'm not gonna go out and like just get a Bloody Mary alone like that's that's a whole other level of darkness <laughs> yeah that's that's a real uh, yeah that's the second circle that's an ugly turn <laughs> <laughs> um my next one is Lin-Manuel Miranda oh cancel <laughs> cancel cancel culture I- I'm bringing back cancel culture I cannot stand this man. He does these like tweets every morning and every night. That's like, good morning, you princes. Good morning, you queens. Go out there and seize the day. And everything is bright. And like, it's all like poetic. And it's what I refer to as like hand on your heart. Just like, just like sickeningly sweet. Like, I I just, I, I hate it. I can't stand it. I had no interest in seeing uh, Hamilton. Didn't see it. I don't care. Okay? And it's fine. <laughs> and, I, and for everybody listening, it's okay for me to not like want to see Hamilton. And I don't care about it in the Heights. And also, you guys, look it up. Lin-Manuel has some pretty shady dealings going on in Puerto Rico. 
financially not helping the people at all they're actually screwing them big time and so yeah before we all uh, you know want to rub our goatee you know rub his goatee (laughs) tell him how much we love him like maybe research he's not that great guys interesting oh yeah I'm, i found this website a breakdown of the controversy surrounding Lindoel miranda in puerto rico yeah i mean fuck that fuck that fuck him i saw hamilton but it was on like a very weird thing that i thought was a date and it wasn't um <laughs> so so that was really fun um so yeah the show itself was really good but then i had such a hissy fit after as you can probably imagine um that I kind of repressed the whole thing and it's one of those things where people are like did you see Hamilton I'm like yeah and they're like did you like it I'm like I think <laughs> I think I liked it and I don't know any of the songs I literally can't even tell you the story about Alexander Hamilton but I don't, I'm not good with history or anything literally other than talking about tv um yeah I'm not like good at that so I couldn't even tell you what he did and it's pretty fucking embarrassing but yeah I hate like overly nice people on the internet who are trying to like counterbalance like the fucking douche trolls on the internet like you don't need to be this like you don't have to do that to make those people less uh cruel sounding like you actually just sound like a cheese ball and I think you're lame (laughs) thank you I knew you'd get me Thank you. I feel so much better now. <laughs> He's like so like beloved amongst everyone. I know. <laughs> We're like, um, <laughs> screw you, you lame duck. Like no one wants you. Ew. I feel like I'm like, you know, entering sounding call. And if anybody wants to admit that I'm right, you can DM me. I'll be a safe space for you. I won't tell <laughs> anybody. Just let me know. <laughs> Uh, all right your number four so my number four is i'm going up at a toss-up it is bravo related and it's the trace amigas which is vicky gumbelson tamra judge and shannon bador from the raja of orange county the three of them are just the worst group of gals like they are like the white trash powerpuff girls like it's just the worst trio of people i've ever seen and they think that they are one they think they're funny which is really hard to watch because at this rate it is like the shenanigans are no longer funny and then they think that they're going unseen with their bullshit like you know like i think i can't remember who it was like tamra was texting one of the women talking shit about Shannon's weight and like making fun of Shannon and then Shannon finds out and you can imagine if Tamara's doing that about her quote-unquote best friend Shannon like she's doing that kind of stuff all of the time like scheming against her friend so it's like are you are you guys Trace Amiga's best friends forever or not and also like let's not forget like Vicky and Tamara are hot and cold every year so the fact that we're on like I think year three of Trace Amigas being a thing just seems like the fakest, most contrived like friendship there could ever be. And and they're all just deplorable fucking idiots. Right. I agree. And it's like, I think that you know, it's like they all want to be seen as like these sweet people. Tamara, you know, 
got baptized in a, a luxury hotel pool and now she's a Christian. <laughs> and it's like, they all wanted to be seen as like these good people who are like, you know, poor, poor us. And Kelly Dodd is just like this monster who keeps bothering us. But like, I really don't think they truly like each other. I think it's no, just no. like a, it's like a um what's the word for it like a like kind of like a truce of like we're just gonna band together to like fight this woman kind of like they did on beverly hills with like you know like Mm -hmm. teddy and like do you think kyle really likes teddy no she just wanted somebody to like be her henchman like nobody likes Teddy. she just needed to be her henchman against lisa vanderpump and it's like i that's why i'm very interested in seeing beverly hills because it's like they cut the cancer, so to speak, that was Lisa Vanderpump or that they felt was a cancer. And mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, all the all these women get along. So like, what are we going to do? Like, do I really need to see one more split from Kyle? Do I need to see her, like, take her hair and helicopter it around? Like, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> no, there's nothing it's- that makes my skin crawl more than her touching her ponytail like that oh my god oh my god to me there's no kyle richards truly without kim like yeah substance to kyle without kim yeah i would agree with that um yeah i i i can't stand them either do you think that they all need to go or do you think because to me i think i think shannon can stay I, i agree I would like to see Tamara gone for a season just to see what that looks like. She needs to go to Housewives Timeout, a.k.a. become a friend of. Because, uh, you know, she's so uninteresting. She has nothing going on. At least this season, we got to see her trash son really show his true colors on television. And as much as I hate Tamara, I thought it was interesting how she didn't she didn't like she didn't outright say like no you're a racist like if you like trump that's x y and z this is the type of person you are like i thought she was kind of like being oddly diplomatic like so it was like liberals are like oh yay okay she doesn't agree with him but republicans are like does she though i don't know i could feel like she played the fence in a weird way but i guess that's what like 13 years on television does she knows like all of the people in the midwest probably agree with no I'm I'm just completely generalizing but I think well all the people in Orange County (laughs) well yeah that too well that's (laughs) another thing where it's like let's let us not forget like you might be playing this part of like oh you know Ryan maybe you have to look at other people's opinions and you know try to care about your fellow uh man I don't know it's just I can't he makes me he makes my blood boil and I don't want to rip into him because I don't want I don't want the trolls to come after I'm always scared when it comes to literally like on my show if I talk about Ryan or make like any statement about him and the things he believes in like I'll get 15 emails and I'm like bitch don't listen like <laughs> turn, turn it off it's free you know like it turn it off you know what I've seen I've noticed on your social media and it's starting to happen on mine and I think it's so funny is that people will respond as if you're the person that you posted oh. about <laughs> like, hilarious I'll be like you and your family are so beautiful it's like Lisa Vanderbilt and her kids I'm like uh okay. I think that if any 
Stormy Webster's new like house. Oh, and so I love that house. Will you be my mom? And I said, Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I literally, I literally saw that and was like, Oh, this must be one of Kara's friends. <laughs> Just a pure fucking stranger. I don't get it. I don't get people, Kara. People on the internet, and I have trolls coming on my page saying, "Who cares?" I'm like, "Bitch, you commented on. You have to click yeah. into the post and then comment." And then I always have people like defending me in the comments, being like. If you don't give a fuck, get off this page. Or like, I'll, I'll post a photo, like a nice photo of, I'm trying to think of Luann, anyone. And people will be like, ugly old fucking hag. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, who fucking hurt you? Like, why do you feel like that's okay? Like, this is a perfect fucking stranger's Instagram account, and that's what you're posting? Right. <laughs> so funny. So so funny. Oh my gosh. Um yeah, I I think we should definitely get rid of I haven't I haven't finished part three of the Orange County reunion. So I does Vicky come back? Because I know she left. Does she come back? I don't know if the, it's aired yet. I don't no, think I, part three. I think oh, it, it? what did I watch? I'm no, like I think behind. I'm a couple days. I'm a couple. I'm like behind on this past week because. Okay. Yeah. I'm no, it did. Say. It did, and it's pretty good. I'm I'm like halfway finished, but like Vicky is just like a monster, and she really is like a homophobe under the guise of like like if she was still like a young like like if her kids were younger, she would be in that like million moms. Oh yeah. <laughs> only like three thousand moms actually belong to. Just like hateful. Like what is her problem? I don't know. And if she posted a video on Instagram, I think like yesterday or today, being like, Hi everybody, thanks so much for watching this season of Real Housewives of Orange County. I just wanna say and remind everybody that I do not think that women should be kissing. I do not think yeah. Tamara and Bronwyn should be kissing. I do not also want to see Bronwyn kiss her husband. I'm like Bitch, you literally took out your camera, filmed this whole thing, posted it, and then consciously said, I'm not going to allow people to make comments on this video. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, do you think this makes you look better? Do you think anybody cares? Do you really think Bronwyn is going to stop kissing her husband and other women because you have some weird, like, like latent homosexual feelings? Like, clearly, like... It's like that is not necessary. And again, I always say, Lori Peterson said, you slept with multiple partners, Vicky, and I believe it. And I think Vicky is jealous because Steve Lodge is boring in bed. I bet he definitely would never like let them have another girl in the room and whatever. Do you? You could be into that. You don't have to be into that. But whereas Bronwyn and the husband, whatever his name is, are like, yeah, we need threesome. Some of the like big birthdays. You know, like Vicky's probably like, damn, I wish I was having like, real good threesomes she's jealous yeah I mean to me this was all Steve Lodge is doing like clearly he's like really conservative mm-hmm. she feels like she has to like align with those feelings but it's like for her to act like basically part of the thing is that she's just, like screaming at Bronwyn for like quote, like messing up the integrity of Orange County by like <laughs> daring to be like 
bisexual or bi-curious or whatever she is, you know, a woman who likes to kiss other women or whatever, who cares? And just, like, Tamara's pulls her shirt down and shows her breasts, like, every 13 minutes on the show. Like, where's the line for you? Like, well, that's the thing. It's, like, so your best friend Tamara can do that. Yeah, tits out, vagina's out at that club that they were dancing in. Like, that's totally fine. That is totally fine. But when Bronwyn does it, it's boring wind. Sorry. Boring right. wind. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it just it just doesn't make any sense. And I think it has to do with, like, a jealousy thing of her being young, having all these kids. And also, like, Bronwyn had an interesting relationship with this guy. Like, they met when, what, they were high school sweethearts or something. They had all 670 kids. And then she was cheating <laughs> on him. Like, she consciously yeah. was with another man and had a whole other life. And I'm like, what? Well, how do you find time? Yeah, like, and how do you find time to cheat when you have 15 kids? Like, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. But whereas Vicky was cheating on Don with Brooks, and she couldn't make it work with Don, and she regrets that, and you see her talking about it on the show, like, oh, you know, I wish I stayed with him. I should have rethunk it. We should have worked harder. Whereas Bronwyn and whatever his name is, I can't remember his name for the life of me. <laughs> um, is whatever. Um, Sean, is it? Sean? Yeah. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Uh, where Bronwyn and Sean, you know, went to counseling, went to therapy, did what they had to do, and have came out on top and clearly have a great relationship. So I think she probably yeah. also is looking at that, where it's like, oh, so you could be cheating, you could be having sexual multiple partners and doing all these things and like literally just like living out loud and. And you could still be a good mom and you could be still be a good wife. Like, I don't think Vicky understands that. She's like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't he just leave you? Or why would right. he want to be with someone like you? Which is crazy because she's, I mean, at least she's honest with her shit. Other women on that show are just completely neutered. Well, especially Vicky at this rate, especially yeah. like her, like her wedding party where she was like, Oh okay. my god, like, okay. country bumpkin theme? Like, what? The party was for, like, a 24-year-old on their first wedding, not a 57-year-old on her third wedding. Like, a donut wall? Uh, like, like what? What kind of party? Like, not to age shame, but it's like, it was just so juvenile. <laughs> I don't know. It was just so weird to me to see these, like, people in their 50s, like, with like I don't know everything is like so Pinteresty and I just think oh yeah celebrate your wedding however but it just seemed it just read very like sorority girl to me but like everything they do is very sorority girl to me well and they also have clearly nothing in common she was like wow this is so like this is so Steve's style and I love it like because he loves it it's like okay Vicky you do know that like when you get into an actual healthy relationship one doesn't have to become the other person like I don't know maybe you guys can be two independent humans who support one another and their differences oh crazy 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 concept oh my god (laughs) oh gosh I could go on and on but uh same here's my last one that I'm getting rid of is the pop music era I don't need to see like I don't need to have like a whole 
uh, you don't have to have a whole new look, a whole new Instagram aesthetic, a whole new like thing. Like I don't need to see Taylor Swift go from like red lipstick to nude lipstick. And that's like a new era of like Taylor, like Katy Perry's doing whatever. Like she's one anime character to the next every nine months. Like I don't care. Just make music. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. Just put the music out. It's kind of like Picasso, who went through many different periods. He had, like, his blue period when he was really sad. Like, I I think they're all going through, like, these phases. And, like, like, and it's so ridiculous because especially with Taylor Swift, like, she is a direct, her persona changes for every album. And that persona is based on the negative feedback given by the previous album like it's just a a cycle with her with her specifically it's pathetic yeah it's like I'm going from like okay like now I'm not gonna do curly hair now I'm gonna straighten my hair and wear hats (laughs) now okay now I'm a bad girl fighting against Kanye and Kim now I'm like maybe am I bisexual I don't know but I'm not actually because I just said it but but I'm just gonna put all these colors out there and make you think like shut the fuck up who cares make good music and she does make good music do you want to hear something really embarrassing do I? I don't know. <laughs> it was actually fucking sad. Like, uh, so you know, like Spotify does that, like most listened to songs of the year. Yeah. Taylor Swift was my number five most wow. played artist, and like I actively listen to music. Like I seek out new music. Yeah. I love old music. Like I am a consumer of so much Taylor Swift, and like. I don't even know how it got this far. Like, I don't know how this happened. Um, But I saw the list, and everyone was, like, posting their, like, lists. And it was, like, cheeky, cute indie bands. Like, fun, like, cool vibes. And I was, like, mine are fucking mortifying. Like, Lady Gaga (laughs) and Taylor Swift are are both in my top five. I'm, like, I have to, I have to, like, just start, like, streaming all day long but other like cool music it's like wow she only listens to the rolling stones wow she's so cool what is your last one um well my last one is maybe i'm a little biased on this one but i am over people on bravo or the bachelor or bachelorette franchises starting podcasts like there is nothing I want to hear out of Teddy Mellencamp's fucking mouth that would need for her to have a weekly show like it irks me like you have an amazing podcast I think I have a good show (laughs) so like but it like you know is because of like I don't know maybe who we are like the work we put into it like the actual point of having it not just because like oh people might listen so let me have a podcast right it absolutely kills me and it like diminishes the hard work other people do like independent podcasters where like we don't have any help we don't make any money the first three years of doing it realistically unless you're like a fucking mega person but that's generally because of like being on tv or having a big internet following or whatever but it kills me that like yeah fucking deandra simmons like goes into a studio once a month records three episodes and then like kicks back while a producer edits and does all the work I don't know it just, and, like for nothing and like says nothing 
Like I don't get any good juice. There's just nothing interesting. And it just pisses me off. And I mean, Bravo, maybe it pisses me off less than the people on The Bachelor and Bachelorette because they exclusively talk about The Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. And like how, how many times can you say the same thing about these fucking idiots? I agree. Like, I don't need to. I don't need Vicky to have a podcast. I don't need. <gasps> oh, I forgot that she started when she's like, "Get ready, guys, 2020. I'm starting <laughs> a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is she gonna talk about? Like, life insurance scams, filling no. your love tanks. I think on the on the reunion, she said like, "I just want to like talk about finances. Like, why? Who cares?" She's like, take life insurance policies out on your ex-husband. Right. Um, what are other good fast money schemes? Hmm. Damn. I'm trying to think who else has a really unnecessary podcast. I did listen to Stephanie and Brandy's from Dallas a few times, and it was funny. But I think they're was... good friends, so I actually don't hate them together. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are two of them. Right? I think it maybe helps that they can bounce off of each other. Yeah. I don't like, think I've ever listened to like a Bravo person's pod. Well, saucy, I guess. But uh, yeah, well, I don't listen to that anymore. Once like yeah, Taylor Strucker started being like a mainstay on that show, I was like, get the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I only really listened to those two podcasts that like everybody was like that she was like being problematic about. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so I don't really know anything beyond that of, in terms of her content, but I've heard that it's gone way, way down that like Bo is on it a lot and it's just like really stupid and repetitive. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Yeah, it just, it's sad because in the beginning of her show, it was really interesting because one, she had great guests on. So she'd have Rachel Zoe come on and people who she really idolized, whether it's a fashion person or a music person, like people she was really interested in. Now you could tell that her manager her agent or her producer like they're producing these shows for her and throwing in random people to be guests and then when she doesn't have a guest she has her fucking boyfriend or her fiance and I don't mind Bo I think he's really cute and he really loves her and I I like that but I don't care about a single thing he has to say like I didn't sign up to hear him like I signed up to hear you every week you know so right with her show it definitely like kind of went down the when downhill pretty quickly but I'm thinking like Brandy Glanville has one Heather Dubrow has one That's I'm right. to through, uh, 
uh, who else? Dorinda had a show I, on Sirius XM, but I don't think it got picked up full time. Yeah, she did. I um I like slogged through one of Albie Manzo's podcasts oh. because this was like right after the Teresa and Joe special where like Caroline oh, yeah. that's, like what she said. And that was like like his intro. This this is such shop talk, but like his intro was like you know how people do intros where they like they'll pull they'll pull like quotes from the show. Like yeah. If it's my show, they'll say like this. It was like two minutes of him saying these like like these poll quotes that like weren't funny or interesting at all. Just like random things that he said. That was his intro, and it honestly was like a minute and a half, two minutes long. Yeah, no, I've listened to his show a bunch of times. He definitely like doesn't know what. His, I mean, yeah. Now we're definitely getting into shop talk. Um, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like are you giving advice or is your mom coming on to talk about the housewives? Right. Like what, uh, what are we doing here? Why am I supposed to be listening every week? And they do give sometimes interesting advice. And I like Chris, we were saying before, we're going to be in a mutual relationship with him. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we probably shouldn't bash our, our soon to be brother-in-law's podcast. That's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely just like it's like you need to find your niche and I think that's also like a lot of other people like Brandy Glanville's for example like what are you doing people aren't coming to you for your interview skills you're on a Howard Stern you don't know what you're doing like so to have you as someone who I'm like supposed to be like tune in every Thursday evening for a new Brandy episode like fuck that no literally can baby Oh God! <laughs> what what person from Bravo would you be interested in hearing them having a podcast? Uh, let's see. What person? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I honestly don't even think I want any of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't care what any of them have to say. Oh, thinking <laughs> of one person who doesn't need a podcast: DJ James Kennedy from Vanderpump Rules. Like, oh, that's right. He does have one. It's not about the dot, dot, dot. And then he has, like, a different person. Come on. I watched, I listened to the first three minutes of his episode with Jeremy Maddox and then was like, why on earth did you think that this was going to be anything? Right. Anything. Like, if you're not going to have like, faith on, like, leave us alone. Exactly. And faith, like, let let us not forget faith is with child right now like oh my gosh can you imagine yeah. how jealous britney must be like i always think like, britney like all she's ever wanted in her entire life is to get knocked up and she's like faith can do that too what can she do do you think <laughs> such a bitch <laughs> um I have a feeling that stassi is going to be the only one who's pregnant in 2020 from that cast I would agree, but I don't think she'll be pregnant for her wedding because she won't want to be. No. I, are they getting wedding? When are they getting when are they getting married? Uh, I don't know if we have a date just yet, but I, she definitely said it's going to be filmed. But I am on the. I believe that they're going to have some sort of spinoff. They have to. I mean. Yeah. That's what they were trying to do. They gave her like that web show with like four episodes of Bravo TV. Which I watched the first episode and it was really cute. I enjoyed it a lot, but I didn't watch the other three. So and oh, like, if I'm not watching it, like who the f- 
fuck is <laughs> like like I really it's it's so scary to think I'm like you put all this money into production and if someone who literally like exclusively loves Bravo like loves no person just loves a network like isn't even watching it like like the eight people who are watching it must really be diehards. <laughs> I read, well, I didn't read. I saw a headline that said that Bravo was trying to pivot uh, Saucy into being like the new Bethany. And I don't <sighs> get it. Like in what way? Like, well, that's what, that was my question. <laughs> like how, first of all, like, I don't understand. I mean, I Bethany don't... happened to hit big with a great idea. Like, Right, but that she did that all on her own. No. I yeah. mean, Bravo was obviously a help, but not in the way that they're like trying to like can coach Stassi. Yeah, like, what is Stassi true. gonna shill? Like, they already tried to do the Witches of WeHo wine, but obviously that didn't really pan out. Considering one of the witch, which is Mrs. Doty, uh, is no longer, I think, a witch of WeHo. So I don't know how that's working. But other than that, she doesn't really have like products. She is selling merch, though. <sighs> of course she is. We all are. <laughs> um, it's a matter so of time. <laughs> um, we're just going to wrap this up real quick. I'm going to pick <laughs> one thing that we're going to keep for 2020. And mine is Stormy Webster. I am very here for this, like, teen mom, young and pregnant billionaire edition. I just want to be, like where she goes I, she's adorable I think her parents are both weird as fuck and I'm just excited to see how that all turns out Kara the fact that you chose Stormy and my choice is St. West it's so <laughs> pathetic <laughs> literally like there's no two kids who I want to hang out with more like they make me want to rip my IUD out and become a mother like <laughs> ASAP. It was so graphic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it triggered Our people out there. My number one since her conception, but really, <laughs> past month, Saint has really been knocking it out of the park. He's oh adorable. He's the most joyful little boy who has no idea his mom is a porn star and his dad is a psychopath. <laughs> like, he has not figured it out yet. And <laughs> that little picture of him in the neon. Oh my god. Suit, like. I'm actually going to make that my phone background right now because that sparks so much joy in my cruel, cold little heart. I can't even explain it. I can't even. Oh, my God. Saint was literally just vibing. Like, it was so great. And and Stormy is so cute, like, on a snowboard. I'm 26, and I've never been on a snowboard. Never. And this baby's just, like, killing it, like, clearly like the guy at the end was so proud of her she did an amazing job riding down the bunny slope like she's incredible like what can't stormy do she's, she's a real estate owner <laughs> she truly it's <laughs> <laughs> great property already she um she looks like and this is like a very deep and obscure cut there was a puppet show called gerbert which okay. was like what the fuck <laughs> Okay, you are the only one who I have to Google it. <laughs> it was like a Christian, like a it's not really Sesame Street, but like he was like a puppet. Oh my god! And I just think that Stormy looks like Gerbert, and I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> Wait, she does have okay. 
Yeah, it's the, like an oval, chamber. like it's, it's like a football shaped head, kind of. Yeah. But not as angular on the sides. Oh my god, you are so fucking funny. One, like, <laughs> this is definitely a Jesus thing. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, it was like Christian, Christian children's show, and she looks like Gerbert, you guys, and I mean that in the best possible way. She's so cute. Wow. She's the sweetest little girl. Did you see the diamond ring she got for Christmas, too? No. Just like a casual large diamond ring. And as frivolous as it is to buy your kids diamonds, but but Kylie's a billionaire. Buy your kid all the fucking diamonds you want. I think it might be a choking hazard. She's a baby. Like, let us not forget. Like there's soon gonna be like, we got her a Maserati and it just like sits in the fucking driveway for the next seventeen years or whatever. Like (laughs) that house and Kylie said she has a surprise for her. She goes, a Birkin? <laughs> the wealth. Yes. The wealth that that child knows what a Birkin is and that she would get oh one is, like, unbelievable to me. It's, unbelievable. It's really something. Their family is amazing. And I go back and forth between, like, loving and hating them. Like, I haven't watched the last few seasons just because I don't have cable and I'm, again, having to watch, you know, eight hours of television a week. Like, yeah. Stupid fucking podcast. Just kidding. Um, but no, I have. I'm forced to watch TV sometimes that I don't want to watch. So like yeah. everything else has gone to the wayside, and I've given up on uh, Kardashians. But I mean, I follow all of them. I follow. Actually, I don't follow them on my personal account. I only follow them on the Bravo Happy Hours just because I try to keep work and yeah, and separate. separate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I I'm gonna I'm really gonna I wish Saint would just start his own Instagram so I could follow him on my personal. Just do like <laughs> I would love to see Saint become a vlogger. If we could just circle back oh. to all the things that we hate. <laughs> I would see Saint be a vlogger. Well, I definitely think that Northy is probably going to start doing some sort of like she's gonna have her directorial debut any day now like come out with like a nine minute short like documentary style like you know when Beyonce came out with like her fucking <laughs> thing for HBO where it was like on a MacBook the whole time like that <laughs> North is gonna create her magnum opus I would say before 10 before double digits oh okay well that's only a few short years from now I'm I'm excited that and I I love your suggestion of Saint I think that's perfect that's oh so my god I'm literally looking at the the photo of him with the fucking neon outfit like I love <laughs> I'm gonna it show you so the video much. that those pictures came from because it's even cuter <laughs> oh my god he's uh, such an angel he really is <laughs> all right Megan well thank you so much for coming on where can people find you and listen to you thanks for having me on this was so fun I love to talk one period end of sentence but to talk about things that aren't just bravo related so this was an absolute treat but yeah (laughs) people can follow me on instagram at bravo happy hour and my show is a bravo news show so it's a little bit different than other ones because we just focus on what's happening in the lives of bravo people like in real time and then it's fun because you know, eight months later, we get to see how it plays out on TV. So new episodes are out every Monday and Thursday. And Kara has been a guest on probably four or five times at this point. And yeah, I actually am going to be hitting you up probably this afternoon about coming on in January. So people will have to Perfect. stay tuned for that. 
Yay. All right, Megan. Have a great day, and I will talk to you soon. See ya. (laughs) Bye. All right, you guys, that will be it for me for the decade. I'll catch you, I mean, in a week. It's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to say before I end it, I know that people tend not to listen to the end of this, but I would appreciate it if you did because I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, for following me from the abrupt end of my last podcast to this one. This year has been not easy. It's not been the most fun. It's actually been really emotional and sad, but but fear not, I'm feeling so much better. And this podcast is has a lot to do with it. And you guys have been overwhelmingly kind. And I just really want to stress like I, I appreciate you guys so much. So I hope you guys have the best 2020 ever. I hope you'll stick with me. We have a lot of fun things coming up in the future. And I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you. Have a great end to your 2019, and I will see you later. Bye.